Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, this is Normie from Knuckleballer Radio and Zombie Cast. And you're listening to one of my favorite shows on the Geeky Antics Network. Don't forget to check out the rest of the gang over at geekyantics.net. Warning, there might be rants and food ahead and possibly inappropriate behavior. Don't tell anybody, though. Gamers, furries, and ninja robots, this is Horseplay Live. Today is March 9th, and this is episode 169 of Horseplay. We're tentatively, tentatively, very tentatively, titling this one. The one where we finally reveal our game of the year. I know we've been building up for weeks, months really, but we're going to get to it this time. It's a light news night, and uh, we're going to dive into it. We, we still have rants. We're definitely going to derail. I mean, train wreck, train wreck is our brand. But anyway... I'm your bald, bear lizard host, Yogizilla. We have assembled our usual motley crew. And we're going to discuss all things geeky. That's what we do on this show, if you're not familiar. And we're going to get into the spiel. And as always, we're we're doing this show live on twitch.tv forward geeky antics. You can join us every Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, 4 a.m. GMT. I should probably switch the scene so you can see my ugly mug. And know that I, that black and white is that deliberate. I'm going to try to be artsy-fartsy, but... uh. That's just the camera being weird. It doesn't do color anymore. But I'm okay with it. It looks pretty good. Uh, so then I have some kind of visual, some kind of video. And, um, yeah, I'm still keeping the holiday cheer going. We probably gotta change that soon. I like the, I like Christmas season. I'm gonna milk it for everything it is. But, um, we're doing it in a slightly different format. We're streamlining a bit. We're getting into our grooves because we got new hosts. Uh, so we're gonna be experimenting a lot. Uh, so you're going to see some changes. It's going to be gradual. It might be very subtle. So stay tuned for that. Without further delay, let's introduce our other host. First off, we got the other beard of the crew, Beard and Hat. See, I'm Beard and Madonna. He's Beard and Hat. What's up, Taylor? How's it going? All right. Right on cue. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, everybody's favorite. And and I'm not just saying that. uh, The feedback has been unanimous. They're like, man, Yogi and uh, Beard are kind of assholes. That Obi, too. But I really like that War Child guy. That's right, War Child MKIV. Yep, that's right. That's, I, I, instead of verbatim, not Mark IV. <laughs> War Child Mark IV. I'm I'm gonna try and be positive, but I didn't piss me off. Yes, yeah, you can't piss me off. You can't all be salty at the same time. It's no good. True. Have, I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now nah, I'll be in a good mood this week. Okay, good. So I'm gonna be Samuel L. Jackson then. These mother. Beard, is it because you're high on meds? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. I tell ya. You know, 
I, I would love to be able to do recreational drugs on, on the real. <laughs> but anytime I try to do anything, even prescription, it's just most medicine has the same effect. It makes me feel really junky and really sleepy. And then I'll sleep really well, which is nice because I don't get to do that often. But then I wake up and I feel shitty because I'm like the whole day just passed by. And I hate like that feeling of not being productive. That's like one of the worst feelings I could ever have. I get, I start getting anxiety attacks and then, you know, depression can set in. It's, it's not good. I, I'll, I'll melt down if that happens. It's bad. That just reminded me of that System of a Down song. Look, okay, make me feel high. Or something like that. It doesn't sound that cheery, but, you know, just reminded me of that. Speaking of a System of a... Uh of a down. Do you guys like System of a Down better as a band, or where do you like when Serge Tankian, that's the name, right? When he went solo? Yeah, yeah. Um, I like uh, the stuff he did with Wu Tang Clan. Oh, yeah. I liked when he showed up on, ironically enough, Serge was on hi- uh, hiatus from System of a Down, the same time that Disturbed was on hiatus, and um, David Drummond started doing Device. And Serge Tonkin was featured on one of those songs. It was like really deep, really political. And I hadn't heard Serge say, sing anything like that in a long, long time. Even his, um, his symphony stuff is actually pretty good. So it's, yeah. it's hard to say, you know? My favorite, uh, what was the, the album name? Wasn't it, wasn't it Steal This Album? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's such a great concept. It's like, and, and that was loaded with a lot of like really good messages and, you know, catchy ass music. So you can't go wrong. <laughs> True. That was all their, uh, all their B sides and just weird shit. Yep. But it was great. It was though. essentially, uh, yeah. It was essentially just, uh, contract filler so they could get out of their contract. <laughs> but I really enjoyed that it album. Good. Um, it was I good. stole it. They, they told me to. So I did. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, you want to know uh, another artist who actually Damn, no they they literally gave all their music away. It was Tech Nine. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, I remember that. Put all that music up on there. I was like, wow, that's uh, radio, how you do it. Radiohead did it too for their album in in Rainbows, and that one did really well. Couldn't you set your own price? Yeah, it was the pay whatever you want model. Yeah. 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 Well, people were downloading it for free. <laughs> like, oh, uh, oh yeah. music. Oh, I did music, too. Music, music, <laughs> love it. It's great. And that voice you hear there is Obi, who finally came back. <laughs> Just in time. Yeah, my my speakers start messing up, so <laughs> I can't get over how different your voice sounds. You sound get like fuck uh, over yourself, bro. You sound what like John St. John, uh, aka um, Duke Nukem. <laughs> Suck trying it out for down. his next voice acting gig. Yeah, you should say that. Suck it down. Suck it, nerd. That that's not. Wait, do the oh, bubblegum no. line. Do the bubblegum line. Chitty chitty bang bang. No, no. Uh, I don't know the bubblegum be- line. I believe okay, the line is uh, isn't it? Um, wait, 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 I got. Kick your ass with bubblegum and I'm all out of Wait, 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 don't, don't ruin it, don't ruin it, don't ruin it. Let me go lay on it. I'm waiting for you. Oh, okay. He's typing in the Discord. Remember, yeah, we're live. We don't want dead air. I know, I know, but it, it's for a good reason. It's for a good cause. Obi, if you would please read the line. <laughs> we might have to get Obi in touch with Matt Bradford of Hellcat Creative, who's uh. I come here to kick ass and chew bubblegum, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Close enough. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So yeah, My Matt, night is complete. I ran out of voice, sorry. <laughs> uh, 
Matt Bradford, uh, one of our fr- friends, uh, he's been on the show a few times. He's been doing a lot of voice acting. You might, you might hear him, depending on what market you're in, you're in, you might hear him for some video game commercials. And, uh, he's been doing some stuff over at, um, uh, No Sleep Podcast, which is one of my favorite radio dramas. Definitely check them out. Um, what No Sleep does, they, they have different short stories and they have voice actors read them and it's really, really good. Especially if you like horror. Like it's all kind of Twilight Zone style or, or Black Mirror if you prefer. Um, just like messed up twists and at the end you're like, damn. <laughs> so No, No Sleep Podcast. Not, not part of our network, not affiliated with us, but you know, still something we enjoy and we definitely want to promote because they're, they have really quality stuff. And we're alive while hashtag we're at it. Good stuff. We're, we're hashtag good stuff. And, and we're a live podcast. Another one that you should definitely listen to if you like radio dramas. But uh, moving on, how's everybody's week been? I know we kind of covered this in the pre-show, but for our podcast uh, listeners uh, and YouTube viewers, uh, let's catch everyone up. Uh, Beard, you want to start? Oh yeah, I've been miserable. Right, I had shingles on my face. <laughs> it led to me. We're talking about how shingles sounds like it's a nice thing. You know, you think shingles, you're like, oh, construction, houses, oh, it's so pleasant. But it's not pleasant at all, is it? No, it is agonizing pain. And I've been hopped up on codeine for the last, or Oxycontin for the last week. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's been uh, that's been my week. Drugs and pain. God. What would you say is so worse? Lovely. What's worse, having a really, really bad toothache? Like, a, like let's say, like, if your tooth is impacted... And you can't, like, sleep on a certain side of your face or shingles. What would you say is worse on the pain scale? See, I've had both of those. And mm-hmm. shingles is worse because shingles is that plus an ungodly rash. Oh, God. And does it get so. worse when you scratch it? Yep. Oh. And because of the hypersensitivity, when you scratch it, it also feels like being hit with a bat. That is a mutant ability I don't want. You've been surprisingly uh, pleasant then, because I would have been a total asswipe. <laughs> the uh, the oxycotton makes everything better. Well, cocaine makes you feel high. <laughs> Obi, what you been up to, bro? Never heard from you that much lately. Uh, the only time I hear from you now is on Twitter. It means I'm on social media, isn't it? Yeah, I- <laughs> <laughs> like the, I wait for my one update a day on Twitter from Obi. Like, good morning, everyone, and it's like a random picture. Then it's gone again. Zang. <laughs> That's all he's got to say. Leave me alone. No, I've been um, been busy with the org, and we're getting ready to go to Dallas here next week. This time next week, we'll be actually be in Dallas. So, um, well, yeah, I don't know. Have Not you been really. up to Texas before? Yes, I was in. Uh, I was stationed in Fort Hood, Texas. All right, so you know how it is. Texas is one Bring of me like some the water burger. Oh, that's good stuff. Texas is one of like the states. If I didn't live here in Georgia or in, or in Florida. That'd probably be one of my... It's definitely one of my top five choices all, overall. Stuff is cheap over there. Like, I have a lot of friends in Louisiana, and they're close to, like, the... Or close enough to the Texas border where making a drive is worthwhile. Where they're at, like, a, a gallon of milk. And I don't know about you guys, but in our household, milk is, like, a staple. We need it for so many things. Yep. And, you know, we need to have at least two or three gallons in the fridge at any given time. That's how much we drink it. And, you know, most people are used to paying, like, 4 or $5 a gallon, you know, maybe 3 if you're Holy lucky. Holy shit. Right? Whoa, that's not bad. Well, no, but I'm not saying I pay that, but, you know, most people I talk to, that's what, about what they're paying, right? In New York City, mm-hmm. it's like, it's yeah, like dude, up to, like, dude, in New York City, it's up to, like, $8 in some place. It's crazy. But if you drive That's why Texas, I hate watching it get wasted. 
Oh, God. When people, when people pour the talk, talk, talk glass, and they don't freaking finish the whole thing, like, the drinking or eating with their eyes, I hate that shit. Like, really? Come on. And then pour it down mm-hmm. the drain, or let it sit, and then it gets all stinky. Oh, But no, anyway, back to oh, the yeah. point. But they'll drive an hour to go to Texas, and they could buy for the milk for as cheap as 67 cents a gallon. 67 cents! Great yeah, day. Price. That's just to buy milk? Yep, just to buy milk. Well, you, know, you, you stock up on it, you buy in bulk, it's, it's worth it's worth it. And then, you know, there's other things that are cheap, like uh, a dozen eggs. I think uh, you can get it for like a dollar. You know, and this is all farm fresh because it's, you know, farm farm to store, like, you know, that direct stuff. That's probably why it's so cheap because the middlemen are cut out. Yeah, that, that would be ideal. That's how, that's how pretty much it would probably cost if you're in, like, Texas or you're out in the country. The closer you get to the country, the less, like, stuff like milk, eggs, um... What cost like if you're here in Georgia, peaches are gonna be cheaper than and then like oranges. Well, not necessarily because oranges come from Florida or California, but the further you get from it, of course, the higher that's gonna cost because the the higher that you have for the demand, you know, and the shipping and all that stuff they're trying to factor in. If that's the case, I need to get away from the Coca-Cola plant. Right there, that Orange Mountain Dew. Yeah, I'm bringing it back up. That's I'm still on it. The call back. It's about uh, oh, yeah. two episodes back, guys, if you want to know what that's about. It's one of our... I've been I've been talking about that for a couple of episodes. What are you talking about? I know, but it was the one we went deep on it. By the way, that voice, the other voice you're hearing is Tuka. If you're not familiar with Tuka, he's been he's been joining us for the past uh, three episodes or so. Uh, so, Obi, uh, you're, you're excited to, to go to Texas? Dude, I am. Cool, cool. I like that. Enjoy. It's like a whole Get different uh, What part of Texas are you going to? Dallas. Dallas, okay. Nice. Get some get some Whataburger, order of the onion rings. You yeah. will get a whole uh, MLG Dallas, dude. My wife is saying <laughs> DBZ Super right now is getting really good because there's like this whole and it's, um, it's all universal. New, all new material, right? It's not like the rehash yeah. stuff like they've yeah. been doing all this time. Uh-huh. T- yeah, Akira Toriyama cool. actually had to go back and watch Dragon Ball Z to remember um what it used to be like and remember exactly what happened just so we could go back and uh, uh, write new content. And GT's yeah, not canon, they, right? Yeah, GT is no more. G what? What are you talking about? Yeah, okay, making sure. <laughs> but but let, let, let's get let's give Obi the floor back and we kind of went off on a yeah, tangent there. Yeah, sorry. Dallas. I can't fucking talk anyway. Leave me alone. So that, That's all you got for you going to Dallas doing the Top Star Esports. For sure. What what's the event out in, in Dallas? Are you doing any meetups? Yeah. Um. No. Okay. We might have to coordinate something. We got a few peeps out there, including uh, the lovely Cupcake Envy part of the gang. We got to coordinating lo- local events like that more. All right. All right. So yeah, uh, we, we should. But I'm I'm going to California in June, and then Columbus, Ohio, in like August. California is huge. What? Where in California? And I'm. Okay. Oh, nice. Better than that. Tuka, what you been up to this week? Me, other than driving Miss Daisy, I have been playing actually Ghost Recon Wildlands, and yeah. <laughs> and also I've been playing um, Overcooked again, and oh, I I've been that. I <laughs> Overcooked and uh, Lovers, and also I dived into. Um, actually played a little bit of, uh, 
Elite Dangerous The Horizon Expansion. Ooh. I said deep game, too. I tried playing that game for a minute, but I could never figure out how to land a spaceship because I was trying hard. I was landing it in oh. the in the um, in the space station. I was watching tons of videos. <laughs> Come to find out, all I had to do was turn around, and that was how you landed it. And it everything was lined up right. It, it was it was in the X's. So Did you had your landing gear down. The landing gear was down. <laughs> It was just backwards. Oh. There was nothing telling me, hey, turn your ship around. It was, just, it was backwards. Oh, man, that's funny. That game is It's too deep for its own good, man. It's a great game, but like the barrier to entry is ridiculous, especially on console. On, on PC, it's a little easier, oh, but damn. Yeah, you are correct, because when I, when I started playing it, um, me, I'm a tutorial guy. I will go through tutorials. But the mistake I did with this game is I didn't look at the videos before trying out the tutorials. And I was like, what in the fuck? That's how I felt. Like and then and then I finally watched the video and I was like, Oh, okay, I got you. And then from there I redid the tutorials and actually was like, Alright, I got it. So where but the worst part is like like they have laws in that game, very strict laws. Don't you look? Don't you have contraband? Like you see a ship blow up, and you go, oh, I'm gonna just take this stuff. Nah, that's not the case. If you do that and you go to a space station and the police scan you, that is your ass. And it's not like they weak. <laughs> they will blow you out of the sky when they don't even speed around the space station. Don't you go to the wrong parking spot? If you go to the wrong parking spot. In that game, they're gonna blow you out of the sky. They're gonna blow you up right there in the space station. No problem. I haven't had it done to me, but they was like, "Hey, what you doing? You going to the wrong spot?" I said, "Oh, my bad, Mr. Police Man. I, I, I'll go to the right spot." And I'm black, so you know, I, I'm afraid of police. And yeah. it is, it's out <laughs> there. <laughs> it's out there. Had to um, be a race thing. Good job, Cletus. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Police Man. Both, well, Mr. Police Man, please. Don't don't shoot me, Lord. Hey, <laughs> please don't shoot me. I'll go to the right spot. <laughs> Elite dangerous. Oh Elite dangerous, man. It, it, that game is so freaking deep that when you play it on PC, the tutorials have a hyperlink yeah, yeah, like, to go to the videos. Like it, it's part of their whole system. They're like, oh. you know, really, you should look at all these videos. <laughs> And I thought what to call it was bad. I thought Eve was bad when it came to like the barrier to come in as far as the space game. I thought that had a bad barrier, but Elite Dangerous, that took it to a whole nother level. See, Eve is alright if you're good with math and spreadsheets, you know, then you're good at that. But mm -hmm. just the controls in Elite Dangerous, it's like a conjillion different control combinations. Like, this is your forward thruster, your side thruster, the other side thruster, and the, this is your landing gear, and this is your pretty, pretty petunia. Like, what? I don't even know. <laughs> it's crazy. So, it's what, like, what about you, Warchild? What, what's going on with you? Uh, yeah. right. Are we going to the, are we gonna get to the uh, rant now? Might as well. Uh, it, <laughs> this thing has ruined my... It's ruined the last three days to the point where... <laughs> Alright, so let, let's take it from the top, ladies and gentlemen. Usually, you know, I'm 
I'm the cheery guy. I'm the happy guy, you know. And I, I don't like being mad. What if I have to be mad? You shut up, Obi. But if I have to be mad, I mean, it's usually for a good reason. So everybody knows that Ghost Recon came out on the seventh of this month, March seventh. I'm sitting in a Discord chat, the Geeky Antics Network chat, looking at everybody. I think they already had it at night. And they're like, yeah, this game is awesome. This game rocks. Yeah, I want to play it. I'm like, I want to play it too. And up your back. But, I don't have it at all. Everybody's like, people were, people were inviting me to party chat and, and, and like all playing Wildlands and yucking it up. And I'm like, yeah, I don't have it. Don't rub it in my face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> true, true. I will give you that. But, you know, I had this pre-order since January the 20th. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, it should be here tomorrow on Tuesday. I wait until Tuesday. I get a message saying that it was delivered and I ordered it on Amazon.com. There's a reason I'm saying that. I want to make sure everything is put out there. So I ordered on Amazon. I'm at work. It says it's been delivered. I'm thinking to myself, awesome, cool. Maybe I can get my wife to install it for me. So whenever I get home, all I got to do is just start up the console and everything will be cool. So, and by the way, I got a text message saying it was also the little the twofold of verification. Uh oh. Twofold verification. All right, take it from there. Two forms of verification telling me that the game is at my house. So, I text her. She says, nothing's there. I'm like, maybe it's in the mailbox. And I felt bad because my wife is about, she's pregnant. She's like, the baby's about ready to pop out, right? So, she ran out to the mailbox. This is how much this woman loves me. And I love her for this. But she ran out to the mailbox in the rain to check and see if my game was in the mailbox. Game was not in the mailbox. But everything clearly said delivered. So now I'm like, WTF? Where, where are my games at? What's going on? Had to call customer assistance uh, that night. Now here's where it gets even weirder. Because customer assistance did not make me feel too confident about the abilities of the people delivering my package because they said oh well sometimes they have a tendency to scan items that haven't been delivered yet and sometimes they make it look like they've been delivered mm-hmm. i hate that so doesn't that just like put you on alert there yeah so i'm like okay well what do we do she said oh we'll just wait until four o'clock tomorrow and if you see anything um, cool, but if not, just let us know. We'll take care of it. I said, okay, fine. The next day happens. By now, this is Wednesday, when the game should have been there the day before. Same thing, around, around 5.56 6 o'clock. I call, I text message my wife. She says nothing is there. Ask me if she wants to, uh, if she wants me to contact, uh, customer assistance. I said, yes, please. Six, seven o'clock at night, my wife calls me back. And now, actually, no, she text messaged me back. It was so ridiculous, man. She had to text me because so much, I, so much stuff was going on. I had to call her because she, there was not enough room in the text message. She kept trying to tell me everything that's going on, but we kept running out of text space. So I call her. <laughs> Customer assistance gave her the runaround to the point where it's like the man told my wife that the item was shipped to the wrong place he can't give her the address but it's two houses down from where we live at we live in a town home neighborhood so two houses is a good eight houses instead of just two and he's telling my pregnant wife to walk up and down the street from door to door to find this item when she told me that 
I, I got pissed. It's not normal pissed. Like, when you're black, you get like a black rage pissed. I mean, it's like, there, there's a difference. It's like, anybody can get pissed. When you pissed off and in touch with the black rage, I mean, you better pray to God there's no bushes around because somebody's about to get OJ Simpson. That's how bad it is. <laughs> <laughs> So, so with that in mind I'm calling customer assistance back and I'm trying my best to like stay positive consumer pissed and not you know black rage pissed cause the lady that, that actually picked up the phone or yeah the lady that picked up the phone her name was Latonya thank you very much by the way I left you an awesome review on, on your um, your survey I know it wasn't your fault once again I appreciate what you did. You're the only one that had some common sense. But I, I didn't even... I left out a piece of the story. I'm so pissed off about this stuff. I, I can't even... It, the, the other piece ain't even important. It's just it's just the, the runaround that my wife got. And what was told to my wife was what got me pissed off. And, you know... <laughs> God bless this lady. She was she was an angel compared to everybody else. She was over there. She had to apologize for some dumbass's mistakes, which which you know me being a customer citizen myself in my own job that pisses me off because nothing is worse than having to cover up somebody else's mistake and not truly solve the problem because at the end of the day they're using you as a scapegoat to basically appease somebody else and make somebody else feel a little bit better because somebody else messed up in a different department and at the end of the day that person still in that same department is going to mess up again and it's going to come back down on you you shouldn't you shouldn't do that to your uh, your workers. It shouldn't even be like that. It should be more like, okay, what's going on in this department? Customer service is getting complaints about this area. We need to look into this area and solve it instead of like letting this thing happen again. But she got my money refunded. I got the game now. I'm a little happier because I'm playing it. So, you know, the Black Rage has kind of subsided to like a little frustration. It's not as bad. But even still, it's just I'm I'm writing a complaint letter. There's there's no other way around it. Cause I mean, if I don't if I don't do anything about this whole situation, then it's gonna continue. So yeah, but uh, ultimately, you know, you got the runaround, but they gave you a refund and you got the game. So you you know ended up good in the end, right? But I had to look for the game in my neighborhood. Oh, my they wife didn't, even they didn't send you another copy. No, my wife even said that. <laughs> she made me laugh about this because no no shit man i typed up letters i typed up about eight letters and i was going around from door to door disturbing my neighbors who i don't usually disturb trying to see if they've seen my game and the ones that weren't home i was leaving letters in the mailboxes see let me, like, let me tell you where you went I, wrong hmm. you gotta do here you got you need an 800 pound gorilla on your side so you can throw it on their backs right and this is not corny, but it works. You tell them that you're part of a media giant, and you would hit, and you know, hey, look, you say, hey, hey, I'm, I know it's not your fault. You're just on the front lines, and it's had nothing to do with anything you've done. Well, fortunately, you have to deal with it. So whoever you have to escalate this to, I would appreciate that because this is not the first time it's happened. This is a recurring issue. You know, I let it slip. I let it slip the first few times, but it's gotten to be too much. I would really hate to have to leverage my connections in media. And 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 uh, do an op-ed piece on how terrible your logistics 
division is, you know? Then just say something like that. Just get, like, throw logistics out, you know, that, that'll really get them going, like, you know, how terrible your customer service experience. So, you know, big words out, and then they go, oh, snap. He's like, you know, I really would hate to give you that, create a PR nightmare for you. And you know, I mean, yeah, I, I could have did that, but that I was, shit just, I was so... I was so pissed off, I didn't have time to think about that. And I was, I was especially pissed off at the fact that they recommended that my wife just go from door to door, you know, with her pregnant self and try and find my game. I'm not going to have an early baby born because, you know, she's out there trying to find my game. That's ridiculous. That, oh, that I dude never should have said that. It's a band-aid. Yeah. Hey, it'll help the baby drop. <laughs> just shut up, Tuka. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. But yeah, you know, I, I have the same discussion with my wife. I'm like, look, you know, just complaining won't do it. Like to create urgency, you gotta let them know that you're gonna escalate the issue and create and create a pre nightmare. Because if you really start to, you know, paint that picture and say, look, I'm really serious about complaining about this. Because th- this is the thing: most companies think you're gonna fume, you're gonna vent at the customer service people and call them all kind of names, and then mm-hmm. you're gonna give up, right? And maybe the worst thing you'll do is write like a Yelp review or something, you know, those get buried, you know, or mm-hmm. complain to Better Business Bureau, which is as good as doing nothing, to be honest. But if, if you really start going to the point of like starting a petition or like rallying other people to complain about it, like, yeah, I had the same problem. Like start a website, like a no man's sky kind of website, like Amazon Prime sucks, you know? That's the kind of thing they don't want. You threaten with that kind of thing and say, "Look, I want. I know you have a supervisor in your pod, you know, or help this manager. Let them know this is what I plan to do if I don't get a proper resolution here, because you know it's, there needs to be accountability. I did not make a mistake, and I should not have to suffer for it. And I'm not gonna do extra work because someone didn't do, do their job right. That's it. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, and I, I was thinking about that because I mean, I've already written um, a complaint letter. And I want, I'm, I'm about to put on the complaint website, but I guess I should mention that in the complaint letter. It's just, it's sad that, um, you know, like I said, that the people that are the customer assistance reps, they have to deal with that crap while, you know, that one area doesn't get taken care of. But, you know, you got a point there. It's like, you gotta, you have to, to bring that up to the point where it's borderline threatening them that, hey, if this continues, you know, it's going to be taken care of one way or another. And it's sad that it's like that. They never should have let their customer assistants get to that point. And I think it's because of the fact that they're, they're trying to ship their own items through their own, um, their own shipping company. Yeah. Which is nothing wrong with that, but come on now. You need to get your ship. You need to get your, <laughs> you need to get your ship straight. Get your ship straight, man. Well, I mean, it's, it's funny. Like a lot of people take for granted just how far logistics has, has come along, you know, in you know, the shipping industry because I remember just even like maybe five, ten years ago, a lot of times if you try to find out real-time information, well, maybe not five years, but ten, definitely ten years ago, you try to find real-time information, you know, or or, or ask you know, where, what truck the, your package is on and people were like, mm-hmm. oh, it's somewhere, it's in transit, we don't know where. Now they exactly. can pinpoint that like down to the, the exact driver and what time they picked it up and all that stuff, you know. But even then, they still make mistakes. And, you know, it's interesting. Uh, remember we were talking earlier this week, Everett, about, you know, the, the struggle and uh, all these negotiations I'm doing and interview processes and stuff to get oh, these contracts. God, yeah. and that. But one of the companies, I can't say too much about it, but is, a, is one of the biggest logistics companies in the Southeast. And uh, chances are, you know, I, if I work for them, I might be impacting your Amazon shipments in the future for better or worse. 
Well, you tell them not to F it up because all you got to do, especially on March 21st, because if that gets messed up. Oh, yeah, for the Mass Effect. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking at it like the main reason why I use Amazon is to make sure that my packages, you know, I, I order stuff on Amazon. So what does it look like whenever you I order something and you can't guarantee me it's going to get shipped? But you mainly, the main way to even get anything off of your website is to order it and have it shipped to you. That just makes you look bad. It, it makes yeah. you unreliable to the point where, you know, it, it looks like I can't trust you, which is going to make me lose loyalty because I'm an Amazon Prime member. I've been a Prime member for a good minute. I believe I was a Prime member since it came out. So to have something like this happen, and it's uh, another thing that's sad is the fact that because of the mail systems that are going down, they they don't get as much uh, use as, uh, from Amazon as they used to. Because the last two times I've had my stuff shipped by the uh, the Amazon um, shipment company, well now which needs uh, to get better. It's changed up because um, by me the the postal s- service is doing Sunday uh, shipping now, Sunday delivery. It was funny because you know my wife was like, "No, the, the postal service doesn't ship doesn't deliver on Sunday. They do now. They try to stay competitive. And no, they don't." And then yeah, they do. USPS <laughs> drove up to our door. You know, knocked on the door, rang the doorbell. Like, hello. If it wasn't for like, uh, if it wasn't for Amazon and eBay, postal service would have gone out of business. Remember back yeah, about. That's true. It was probably about 10, 15 years ago, but they were uh, they were on their last legs. Yeah, mm-hmm. they kept raising the prices of stamps and trying to diversify, those... like selling greeting cards and boxes and all this stuff. Yeah, I remember. Now you see the price of stamps is on the way down. It's it was a good thing for them, but well, that's why they were, they were talking stories... about they were talking about privatizing the U.S. Postal Service. I think, oh hell no. Yeah. Oh man, if uh, if UPS or FedEx ended up buying the postal service, oh, no, that would have been something. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, good to but have it's stories like that. But it's stories like that that are why uh, companies like Walmart are now starting to push into that Amazon space where everything you could possibly need is one click and at most a drive to the store away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many people are within a three mile radius of a Walmart? Yep. They could do same day delivery if they wanted. Really mm-hmm. fuck up Amazon's game. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, um, Walmart their website is about the same as Amazon because they do have third party sellers on there. Yep. So they're Eat trying that. to speak that way. Yeah. Be careful with that, by the way. There's some shady stuff on there, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Buy that, that third party adding adding in a uh, gray market into an automatic into an already established seller. No, that's I. I don't like that. Yeah, on Amazon it makes sense. On Walmart, it it feels like a bait and switch. Uh, if you look yeah. at the worst reviews they have on products on there, it's almost always because someone didn't read fully where you know where it says you know uh, shipped by Walmart but sold by blah. Like oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta be careful. Yeah, yeah, you gotta look. It's all in the fine print. It's right there. Just gotta do a little reading, but. Yeah, I'm glad the post service is doing well because competition is a good thing. Keeps everybody honest. When you just have, you know, uh, what there's a monopoly and what's the other term? Uh, a not is a nog a nogpoly or some it's some weird word. It's why it's, it's not um, like a single company, but it's like a few companies on. control everything. It's like a weird word. Hang on, I'll find out for you. Mega. I'm pretty sure it's of the O. I know I'm not making this up. Oligarchy. What is it? Oligarchy. No, that's not it. My wife is asleep. It's a, it's a, omnopoly or hang on. 
Let me look it up. <laughs> it's gonna be cable companies operate. I, and I, yeah, pretty much exactly. Uh, cable companies are a perfect example of what I'm talking about. And I just helped my my son with his uh, econ homework, so I should remember this. They're just companies that don't compete against each other. They right, like they they do the same thing, but they more or less scheme with each other. Yeah, like um, there was this uh, guys. I, I know I was listening to This American Life. I think we had this conversation before. I'm getting a sense of deja vu, deja vu, but it was about the food industry and how. A lot of people are not aware, but it's just a few countries, a few companies that control a lot of the additives and like ingredients that almost every major food producer, you know, like you know, all the box food companies uh, rely on, right? I think I think I got it. It's oligopoly. Oligopoly. See, yeah, I was on the right track. Yeah, that's it. But uh, that was close. But like, yeah, it was a big thing. Where like uh, I think it was about 15 years ago they uncovered like one of the um, one of the big execs in one of the companies like lost his mind so he started informing the FBI or some uh, federal go- uh, agency about these offshore meetings that the big players in these different international companies would have right <laughs> to get together and control the prices hey they say all right we'll give you these territories we'll give you a preferred rate on this but don't you know undercut us on this so they would make it so that smaller companies would not be able to compete with them because they couldn't meet their their beat their price you know that kind mm-hmm. of stuff and oh, oh, yeah. squeeze them out price price fixing is real yeah price mm-hmm. fixing is very real and it's illegal but it's hard to prove too so like oh man and I, I just found that so fascinating now you got me thinking about that beard thanks <laughs> you're welcome some jacked up stuff. I mean, cause they were saying, like, they were talking about some, like, the numbers they were, they, were, they revealed on that. Like, I, I did some independent research afterwards, and, like, the prices of food, you know, prepared meals would be so different if that shit didn't exist. Like, talking about, like, half or a third of the price of what we're paying now. But, like, common ingredients, like, uh, MSG, for example, through the roof, you know, and, you know, when you read, like, these, the ingredients, there's always these chemicals you always see, like, like, you don't know what it is, but it's in everything. Like, what the mm-hmm. fuck is Yellow 6? Well, so- someone Red probably... Red 24. <laughs> so- someone controls that market, and, like, you know, because of that, the, the prices don't go below a... It's a high floor, basically. And it's a, it's a fixed floor. <laughs> and once you start reading into that shit, you just start going, I should start cooking more. Yeah. <laughs> True. You just think I should probably not be buying just prepackaged shit. Yeah, yeah, because it's not like you know you're sitting there with your wife and she's in the kitchen, and she's cooking, and she's like, "Honey, have you seen the blue 24? It's like, yeah, the day that happens, it's <laughs> but you know, it's the premium of convenience because boxed meals are just so easy sometimes, especially with a big family, like. You know, like a lot of times what we do is we'll cook stuff from scratch, but then we'll take a little shortcut to have some of the box stuff to throw in there. Like we might have a box of some Zatarans or rice aroni and then, you know, cook the rest of the stuff and mix it up together, make a casserole, you know, because we don't want to do everything from scratch. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, it's it, it, it's crazy. Like all the shady stuff that goes on. Then the rabbit, ro- the rabbit hole is, is deep. How did we get here again? <laughs> <laughs> Start talking about Amazon and. How uh, the order got messed up. And- oh, yeah, competition. We're talking about, yeah, that's right, because it's good to have competition. So, you know, Amazon is, is trying to be self-sufficient, but there's something to be said about, you know, outsourcing stuff to the people that specialize in things. Like warehousing, that's something that the average company should 
outsource because in order to have a proper warehouse like there's so much stuff i've been learning so much stuff uh, about this like I, i'm already familiar with the industry but now like i really gotta get into it and i'm getting looking at all this stuff like edi and 3lp and you know how cross docking um how important it is for them to have staging areas like this this crazy shit that you don't even really think about until you stop and think about it like all right you know your package gets to you right but mm-hmm. you know you don't know how many stops you know a package makes and how many trucks it changes right to get to your final location so before things like cross docking and like process interweaving were in- in- enabled what would happen is the trucks would be unloaded they'd be the the pallets would be moved into actual inventory spaces inventoried right and tagged and all that stuff so they can find it later and then another truck will come and pick it up and then get it to where it needs to go right now you know of course it's rf scanners and all that stuff but now they, they have cross docking the the, the 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 inbound truck and the outbound truck meet together and then they swap and it's back out on the road again like they're getting so much more efficient and even then they still fuck it up you know like those things that that, that, that still have there's still things still things that happen with warehouses like uh if a staging area they don't get it to the proper dimensions right and it receives uh, a, a big order or multiple orders in one place that's not equipped properly what ends up happening is the the boundaries bleed over and then next thing you know a package goes on the wrong truck a pallet goes on the wrong truck because it happened to be nudged over to the other side which was the assigned area for a different truck and next thing you know the your neighbor gets your package how did that happen well that's not how that happened <laughs> well, i worked in a uh, i worked in a food distribution warehouse for a while and stuff getting put on the wrong trucks would happen constantly i mean you can even go down as far as user error someone puts a uh, a selector puts a pallet in the wrong spot and good luck now, did they use the next... did they use software or did they do everything manually? It was a combination of the two. The bigger uh, the bigger companies, everything would be pretty much automated. You you'd have the picking lists and everything would go to specific spots. But the manual stuff, like the smaller uh, smaller companies, would just call in and you'd get a piece of paper. I just want my daddy's records back. My granddaddy's records back. Your, your re- his records, like like uh, music records. <laughs> Fred Sanford sang. From oh. uh, Sanford Son. I'm like, that sounds familiar. I like Sanford and Son, but damn, I was not gonna guess that. <laughs> Tuka's <laughs> coming back. Switching to his left. Okay, let me pull him in. Try to there you got go. him. Welcome back, Tuka. Um, hey, hey. We're, we're talking about the fascinating world of warehousing, but we're, we're about to move out. But but uh, <laughs> yeah, wait, everybody, my, my... thank Warchild for for this uh, wonderful, the more you know segment. Brought to you by the game. The wonderful world of logistics. And that's the truth. My black rage is over now. I'm good. But, I'm good. But dude, like, to me, it's so fascinating. Like, things but like. The there's a thing that, uh, you know, beer, you probably know what, it, what this is. You, you're talking about pick, uh, picking, right? But before mm-hmm. you could do effective picking, you have to slot things. And what they do mm-hmm. is that they've got it down to a science now where they they actually consider not just the product dimensions, but which edge is facing you and what will be most effective to maximize the space and also make it easy to pick the orders. And I'm like, when you really think about all the minutia of decision making, it's like, dude, I would go insane. <laughs> when I was when I was working in the freezer, when I was doing the selecting, they would have it. They had the entire warehouse set up. It was the size of like two football fields of frozen foods. And it was set up specifically for maximizing the pallet. So you'd have the heavier base shit at the beginning of the uh, orders. 
but it would also be at the middle of the warehouse for when you have two pallet orders, which would be great for when you have two pallet orders, but if it's a one pallet, but there's also uh, heavy bread shit that they need in the middle too, no good. Because the bread that you get from, I'll use like Big Y, any other grocery store for an example, that fresh bread, the dough comes in frozen in boxes. You'd yeah. think like a little one foot, one foot by one foot by eight inch high box, sixty pounds. That's just heavy. Mm. Yeah, because frozen, so that goes that somewhere in the middle. It's crystallized on there. Oof. I've seen people slip and fall and break their backs. I've seen ankles broken there. Oh, that was freezers are fun, but yeah, warehouses. Mm, no, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's stuff like that when you really like learn how certain industries work, how certain business processes work. You start to appreciate stuff a lot more, like customer service, like what I was talking about. Like, if you've never been in a customer-facing position like that, you don't know what it is to have to put out someone else's fire and say sorry for something you didn't do wrong. But mm-hmm. everybody that calls yeah. in, they act like it's your company and it's your fault that everything went wrong. Like, I can't do shit. And most, most of the time, the first or even the second or third person that picks up the, your call can't really do shit to resolve your issue at least not the root cause the best thing they could do is offer you some olive branch and hope that you'll let it go <laughs> but uh yeah so you know i've been uh on the hustle because you know like i mentioned before like a lot, a lot of contracts came came up and i've been dealing with so many flakes including the that one big lead i had you know we were having a lot of conversations and moving along shorter samples of my work mm-hmm. you know put together uh proposal and all this stuff and she completely flaked out and the people with money are the cheapest batsmen and the biggest flakes i tell you man so like all this time you spend you know and you, and you vet these leads to make sure that they're legit and they and they still flake out on you and sometimes it's simply like you know I, i'm gonna hold off on this i'm gonna buy myself a new car instead like people are so freaking fickle man <laughs> it's like yeah hey, invest in my business or buy something frivolous i had another guy that like you know he needs help with his business, and he's he's working on uh, some software development projects, including a video game. And like, he just blew three thousand dollars on on equipment he didn't need. But he, it's like the cool factor, like new shiny. He's like, well, now I can't pay you, so we're gonna have to hold off on this stuff. I'm like, oh my god, this is the kind of stuff I've been advising you not to do, and this is why you're broke. Dot com. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um. Things are moving along though, so this one company, they're, they're super thorough, like, I'm in like the 10th process of the interview process, and, and, and mind you, I have the COO of the company vouching for me, cause we have a common wow. plan. And even with that, they're still like, you gotta complete this form and this form, we need th- this paperwork done, this ID, and you need to go through this assessment and this assessment and this psyche eval, well, and, and there's only one thing left to do. Damn. Go through the Hunger Games. Yeah. Dude, I'm waiting for that. Like now, um, I'm gonna, next week I'm supposed to meet the CEO of the company, and, uh, he's gonna meet a full tour of the, uh, the facilities, and then I'm gonna meet with, some of their vendors and some of the people they outsource their IT stuff to and their web design stuff to because I'm taking over like all of if it works out I'm taking over all of their technology and operations and I mean everything from intranet to extranet to web to LAN WAN WMS everything like ugh it's getting crazy pots P- pots yeah plain old telephone <laughs> they still have they still have <laughs> Damn, pots. You took it back, son. Pots. Uh, 
let me use let me just spin the number for you and see if we get in contact with this person. No, forget that. They got the switchboard. Dude, but you know, you guys joke, but there's something to be said about analog. Like, it's good to have some analog as a backup, man, because you rely on this, all of this digital shit, and when it fails, it fails hard, even when you have the cloud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, so true. The cloud's even worse. Well, yeah, we yeah, saw what happened when Amazon, uh, AWS went down. Like, the internet pretty much died. It was like, no, I'll build. take even. I'll take even one further. When nudes go wrong. <laughs> Celebrity <laughs> cloud files. <The> fappening. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Abigail Spencer. What? <laughs> Dude. Uh, the, the, uh, the fallout after that. What really cracked me up is people finally realized that Apple isn't infallible. Like, everyone likes to think like Apple. Pa- and if Apple fanboys still were apologists about it, like, well, you know. They, we'll allow them one mistake. It's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like anybody could get hacked. It just happened to be Apple this time. Mm-hmm. But no, but they don't. Sony get was done being the. Uh, Sony was done being the whipping boy. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah they they were definitely the whipping boy for a long time. But everybody so give us please. This is what cracks me up. People swear that Apple never gets viruses and they never get hacked and it's, it's flawless. They just don't. Like, they just don't program that many viruses for Apple. Yeah, because they don't have the market penetration, but it happens. Like, you know, if that, if that was the case, there wouldn't be specialized positions where they need Mac people. Though, I have to say, you rarely uh, come across uh-huh. a job wreck where they say, knowledge of Mac OS is, is, is requirement. Like, they always, if they put it in there, they'll be like, it's a plus, but not required. <laughs> like, or they don't even mention hmm. it at all. Like, yeah, Mac, who cares? Unless you're in a production company, like, that's one of the rare times, like, uh, a showtime or, you know, any kind of people in the movie or TV business, like, they tend to like the Because Final Cut. Yeah. Final Cut is still... It's still, it's still the big still, dog. still the big dog. Yeah. Because it renders in the background while you're working. Did I tell you guys, I, uh, one of my clients used to be Showtime? I can talk about it now, it's been it's years ago. Did we get to tell you guys? I think that's come up, yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That was a cool company to work at. Like, they were surprisingly chill for such a huge company. It's it's weird. Like you would think, like the start, the small businesses would be more chill, but they're usually actually more high pressure. Can expect so much more from one from the, each individual team member. But here they were like at Showtime. They were like, yeah, you know, we can get to it. You know, no problem. We can push up our deadlines. We we don't need to get this show this episode done today. Like what? It's wow. crazy, man. It was like so chill. Like place like place like Netflix, same way. Yeah, I bet you. The, I bet you they are the same way. But um. Uh, Oh, speaking of Netflix for um everybody, this uh, side note that Iron Fist uh, comes out next week on the 17th. Then I keep hearing uh, mixed things about it. Well, it has to happen because you've already got the uh, Defenders set up. Then the, um, the Punisher is going to come out eventually. And Oh, yeah. I just yeah. want more Jessica Jones, please. Uh, yeah, more Luke Cage for me. Jessica Jones wouldn't... Me and the wife tried to watch it. It just didn't. It wasn't clicking too well. It just got so. It's boring. See, Luke Cage. I love the urban setting, and I and I identified with it. But when I took apart that kind of like relatable aspect, like oh, I'm this minority love and this urban story, all right, I'm feeling that. You know. Then when I took that apart, I was like, oh, it's family matters. All right, cool. I guess. <laughs> they actually did do a, a Luke Cage intro that I think was uh, using the family. Oh, Matters, I know. Uh, we, we, had a, we had this discussion already, remember? <laughs> yes. 
I think I just feel like as far as the the story, it was the least compelling. Um, and you know, I like the actor that played Luke Cage. Like I, I like a lot of stuff he does, but I didn't feel as engrossed in it as I did with Daredevil and and uh, Jessica Jones and all that. Like Jessica Jones, I like as far as I like Jessica Jones because it was a different kind of story. You know, like it was more more drama and kind of noir, I guess, for lack of a better uh, phrase. Yeah, but season two of The Big Red Guy was getting kind of, well, it's slow. Basically, you need to take Yogi's man card because he's talking about he likes chick flicks. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> well, I mean, this is why the voice is awesome. <laughs> Jessica Jones also has a nice booty, so that, that doesn't hurt. That girl is skinny as anything. What are you talking about? She's skinny, but even though she's skinny, she actually has a booty. She's got a little bubble butt, dude. Watch she ain't got no choice. Out. I mean, the, the backbone's got to come out of somewhere. No, dude. There's, <laughs> a lot of, there's a lot of skinny jeans, dude. That, there's a lot of skinny chicks that have no booty. That's a good number of them. She's got oh something. And, and on the flip side, sometimes you see some thick girls, and you're like, oh, man, they're going to be stacked. And it's like, no booty and no boobs. Like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> That's that true. Sausage person. <laughs> Talking about the bowling pin. <laughs> Just look like, like a sexy potato. Like, what's up? You want to play this? Muffin <laughs> <laughs> mm, <nothing> top. <laughs> like, you got the bowling pin. You want to yes. fry me up with some chives and sour cream? Come on, big boy. <laughs> Damn, fat ass. <laughs> apple bottom jeans. Not quite apple bottom jeans. Okay, I don't know what's going on there. Bottom jeans. Sure, we'll go with that. No, no, we gotta move on in a second, but, uh, one last thing I wanted to mention, uh, my week, uh, I haven't done much gaming, but I did p- catch up on some older games. I played Dragon Age Inquisition and Borderlands 2. Mm. Yeah, I thought you playing Borderlands 2. How'd you feel about, uh, Inquisition? Now that I finally got to really sit down with it, I don't understand why people don't like it. I, I'm really enjoying it. How far in are you? Uh, about an hour in or so. In the okay. story. Yeah. Get, Past the first act, the the game falls apart. That's mm. what I'm hearing. So I want to dedicate a time to see what's up with that. But what no one talked about is the freaking multiplayer component. That's actually really fun. I never touched it. So, yeah, I, I bet you that's what, mo- what most people said. It's like this. It's 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 got this persistence. So you level up all your different classes between sessions, and each session is pretty quick, like maybe twenty thirty minutes tops, and you and you just complete objectives and you fight waves of enemies like little uh like a little mini campaign chapter like it's it's pretty neat still know? better than fable <laughs> oh we're just thinking into oh, that again poor fable crazy guy but no it's uh the the dragon age inquisition multiplayer kind of reminds me of you guys remember gauntlet legends yeah, yeah. warrior need food if you like that for some reason, I that's the vibe I get from it. You know, it's 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 basic, but it has enough depth to keep it fun and keep it coming back. It's good. It's good, and it keeps a lot of the same mechanics from the campaign. Uh, the only thing I would say is that the graphics aren't as as detailed, like it's like a watered down engine somehow. But other than that, it's dope. You get, you get the skill trees, you got loot drops, and get to gear out your characters and all kind of cool stuff. But trust me. Trust me on this one. Past the past the first act, you're just gonna stop playing. Cause of the story or the gameplay? Story. Gameplay is a little repetitive and redundant. It's a lot of fetched quests, a lot of go get this shit. But 
that's to be expected in that type of game. The problem is the story just... The pacing is terrible. The characters are unlikable. It just... It falls apart. Mm. When yeah. there's no... Like, there's no real... There's no real uh, pressing issue after the first act. It's just like, oh, well, yeah, now they, what? Because I noticed, I did notice that they like they go in guns blazing, like you really hit the ground running, and I'm like, man, they set the bar high. How are they gonna follow this up in the other acts of the game? So I could see that, like, it's pretty crazy to begin with, and like it's and it, and it's epic. So I'm like, all right, so it, it only gets better from here, right? No, okay, no, nope. but the thing I, I like I went about in with it, the same. Is that is that what you were thinking when you played it? Yeah, I went in with that same that same push. I'm like, I liked Origins. Mm-hmm. Dragon Age Two, despite its flaws, was still good. Wait, did you like the the battle <clears throat> engine in Origins or Two better? Two was better on console because it was designed more for a controller mindset. Yeah, Dragon Age One, the actual gameplay aspect of it was a little hampered by a controller, mm-hmm. but the story made up for it. See, because that's the big selling point for me. I like the combat system. I like how you could do the real-time combat or you could slow it down. I also like how if you don't feel like switching to all your characters, you could kind of program each party member to have certain behaviors. You know, so when, when you're Yeah, it's the, uh, like the FF12 Gambit system. Yeah, exactly. I like that a lot. So you have that perfect balance of micro or, or macro, and that's really cool. But um, that's, that should be enough usually to keep me engaged in the game. Um, but I do notice what you're saying. The characters, right off the bat, it's kind of like, yeah. Like, I haven't met a Meryl yet. I mean, again, I'm only an hour or so in. Maybe there, is no, there is no romanceable elf oh. for male characters. Oh, wow. No hot ginger? That kind of sucks. Do you have a hot ginger? Do you have a... Uh, Not that you can romance. How about a ambiguously Latino-looking woman? No? I don't remember. Maybe? Okay, Isabel? <laughs> Isabel? No, not Isabel. Maybe. Damn. Damn. Well, I'll report back hopefully in a, in a few weeks if I get to play it again. It's looking like my gaming time is going to be cut down a lot for a while. <laughs> but I definitely want to go back to it. And Red Lycan in the chat says, why does the Archer always steal all of the food? Oh, wait, I'm the Archer. Oh, wait, I'm the Archer. Archer, <laughs> so fast. So fast. Hog up all the loot. So true. So, guys, it's time for the gang minute. We just do a quick little bit of housekeeping and then uh move on to the rest of the show. We got uh, the biggest thing tonight, Uh, you know, before actually, before we get into that, I want to remind everybody, we do have other shows. And there's always confusion in here. Like, where where do you find our other shows? Where you can find our other shows on all the podcast catchers, pretty much. TuneIn Radio, Player FM, Stitcher, Cast, iTunes, Google Play, and all that stuff. Like, Xbox, Android, iOS, we're on all those things. Um, you know, we got uh, newest shows. We got Warbound Radio from our very own Warchild, Mark IV. And we got the Hunted uh, Outcast. Still um, working on it. <laughs> We got. Uh, we also do have other shows like the B Team, Gaming Death, uh, 365 Flicks, Ghostman and Demon Hunter, and the Worst Radio Show. And then Ghostman and Demon Hunter, I want to give him a shout out again because I keep telling people, listen to the show. They had Dan Eckert on the show for Pete's sake. That's a high caliber show. This kind of stuff we're doing. We're putting some some good stuff out there. So show them some love. And if you go to uh, geekyets.net for slash podcast, you could uh, see our mixed feed. I'm actually working on boosting uh, up that that uh, mixed feed. Yep. Can I can I say it this time? What? Because it's not me. 
Tuka, you're echoing. Oh, yeah, I was oh, gonna say it too. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I'm also working for our contributors. I'm working on a podcast showcase page to make it a little easier to go to everybody's individual websites and podcast feeds. So that's coming as well. So stay tuned for that. And I also want to thank one of our community members, Robbie Wheat, a.k.a. Nobodies, because he caused some issues with our podcast feed. Uh, some of our feeds haven't been updating. It's this weird thing with the way we're producing um, some of the XML files, the RSS feeds. So I got to work on a long-term fix until it won't happen again. Um, but it should be fixed for now. And what I'm going to probably end up doing with some of our podcasts is rebuilding the feeds from scratch. Um, so if you see some episodes drop off, that's why, especially on horse places, we've, you know, we got so many episodes, including like the bonus episodes, or I think we have like 300 plus separate files in there. It's a lot, of, it's a lot of stuff. Um, so yeah, cause some of our episodes were multi-part, so that's another thing. Um, we want to start downloading your favorites now, and uh, you know what? Let us know which are your favorites. Uh, you can mail us, uh, mail at geekyanswers.net, or uh, leave us a voicemail or a text message, 646-801-2149, because eventually what we'll probably do is, like, uh, to kind of preserve the older stuff, we'll start doing, like, uh, compilation episodes and highlight reels and stuff like that on YouTube and our podcast feed. So all that stuff. Send Yogi $5. He'll send you a uh, VHS tape of all the episodes. Dude, that'd be so sick. VHS, keep keep it old school, son. And, Not uh, even real to real. Beard will put together the Betamax. He's the Sony guy. Oh wow, yeah, that's going those. back. <laughs> Though Beta, I gotta admit, was the better format. VHS just got adopted by the porn industry, so that's what caught on. That's how it works. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah, if you yeah, want, no, that, if, you want format, format, if you want a format to survive, make it so that the porn industry adopts it. That applies to social media too and, and apps. Well, I guess virtual reality is going to thrive. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the only reason virtual reality is going to thrive this time around is because now it's, it's, uh, the barrier to entry is much lower. So, you know, all the porn companies can kind of pour everything over. Like, Ooh, PO, we already have POV videos. We could just kind of repurpose for VR. Done. Boom. Yep. But the single person's tears are still real. <laughs> Damn. She was right in front of me. Ah. Now, now if, uh, they could figure out a contraption that will, like, power your devices with your tears, the milky goodness of your tears, boom. That's, that's the growth sector right there. Like, oh, you, you cry and then it keeps your electronics powered. So it gives a whole new layer <laughs> to Pokemon Go. <laughs> you didn't catch it, Pikachu. Aww. The tears are super effective. <laughs> oh, that's great. But guys, uh, also, uh, don't forget we have, uh, Facebook groups if you want to be a part of our community and keep the going between the podcast and the Oh, hello, I hear myself. Hi. We got a remix going on. Damn, son. We could try to kill us tonight. Uh, yeah, so let's look up Geeky Antics. That's G-E-E-K-Y. No I-E and no L in there. Antics. A-N-T-I-C-S. And, uh, you'll see a few of our groups come up in our, in our page. Remember, groups are different because groups, everybody can contribute and it's more open dialogue, whereas the page is more for like official news and big announcements and stuff like that. And we also syndicate our podcasts in there and our articles from different, our different websites in there, which uh, I'm working on uh, automating more of that stuff, like doing a little news, a new news machine and getting more of like the podcast stuff auto, auto populated on Pinterest and Instagram and all that stuff. So slowly, surely we'll get there. So much, so much to do, so much to do. 
It's got it popping off. It's popping off. Word. Tonight on the show, guys, in case you missed it, we're, we're doing this insane thing called a unicorn poopies. Yes, it's as ridiculous as it sounds. And oh we're going to be awards, not just the video games, it's just all, all things geeky. And OB, Chris, the obligatory, oh my god. This is week 11. Yes. Kill we are now. We, we're breaking the meta, the meta, man. But tonight, I think we're finally going to make it. We got a little over a half hour or so. Yeah, um, we're going to make it on a half hour. One topic is what we're going to get through. We're going to hopefully do, finally do a reveal of the game of the year. So I think we're going to jump into it. We're not going to do call-ins because obviously we got a full house. Uh, so no geeks engaged, none of that. Uh, we were going to do some news, but I think we might skip it for now because I think really all we had lined up, uh, we're going to talk about the Nintendo Switch and all the ridiculous stuff going on with that. And Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, that could be next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll preface it for next week. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is running for US Senate and there's not really much to talk about there. And I was wondering if you guys wanted to delve into, very briefly, I know this is one of the taboos we avoid, but do you guys want to even touch upon the changes to help the uh, healthcare, you know, the new bill that came out under Trump? I would, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to hear about it because, uh, I haven't really had enough time to do any research on it. I've only been hearing, hearing about it from, um, like brief, um, brief mentions of it in the news, especially because of work lately. But I heard that it's not exactly the best. It's almost like we're going to have no healthcare or See, close to it. Yeah, like, and, and I, I, I do, we, do, we are going to move on, but maybe if you guys are interested, we'll keep revisit this next week, but, People are saying that less people are going to be covered because the floor of the pricing is going to be raised up. But they get the people are missing the really important part. They're getting rid of the stupid penalty if you don't have insurance, which I think is the dumbest part of Obamacare. Like, oh, if you're not insured, you get a, a, a penalty. Um, so that's good. And they yeah. they they will still have low income um options for people. I think it's a better arrangement than what Obamacare was, especially for. A small so we're going to have. So we're gonna have Medicaid again, which we already. <laughs> I, I know. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. There's no need. Here's... That's what makes no sense. Like we already had Medicaid. Like that was a fine system. I, I don't get it. The thing is, I I try to I I I try to avoid politics talk because we do too. Yeah, makes me angry. But the thing is, with the Obamacare, is it nearly it nearly bankrupted my father-in-law. Oh, like, dude, it's he hard. had a he had a stroke, and that didn't even cover his deductible. He had a $13,000 deductible that he was paying $400 or more a month into. Jesus. On top of that, he then had a $9,000 doctor bill that he had to pay out of pocket, as well as paying for insurance with this premium he was never going to fucking, this deductible he was never going to fucking hit. Dude, mm. and, 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 and I say, and I, I hear that all the time. What's even crazier, alright, first of all, the politicians themselves are not part of that same marketplace. They have their own providers, their own selection. Of course they do. Right? Yeah. Uh, so the you already know it's broken. I mean, here's the other thing. You, you have a, <laughs> a provider network, but in most markets, most people only have one or two choices if they're lucky, right? So basically, that that means they could set whatever prices they want. It's just a bad deal for the common man. And like, I, I guess so much shit from my, you know, I'm the same way. I don't like to get into politics, but like, I have one friend in particular that's always trolling me on Twitter and stuff. He's like, eh, Obamacare is still a better plan. It's like, it's not as bad as you think. Like, dude, you work for a nine to five company. Try being self employed and tell me the same thing. Be- or, or work for a company that doesn't work- pay for your benefits. Because now, what what Obamacare opened up, and now that 
all the great compensation packages the companies used to offer, even the huge, and the, the, this is the worst part, the, the, the huge companies that have the money to offer those great employment packages, they're like, oh, we can save more money and pay our executives more and have bigger golden parachutes and jerk off in the, in the golden, uh, you know, uh, vault more, you know, while everybody else is suffering. Because we don't have to offer, yep. we're not required to give her, med- to give medical anymore. It's, it's bullshit. Yeah. Sorry, Peter, yeah. What, what you and plus the medical, medical's a lot higher now. <laughs> Oh yeah, it is. Bye bye. You're a dirty old man. You know that. Why is that? Because all you talk is about tits and ass, and then dick, then more ass. But talking about dudes, you're just a dirty old man. That voice is, and that topic is kind of scaring me. A dirty old man. It's just that's my my go-to metaphor when I when I see people like suits. Taking advantage of the little people, I just see them jerking off, like in a in a just like a, a a tie and a shirt and a jacket, but no bottoms on. And they're like, "Yeah, we get it pissing up. Fuck them. Fuck them in the ass. Oh yeah." What 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 what? Wow. <laughs> that's, oh, that's been horseplay live, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you have a good night. But uh, we're gonna go ahead and end it here. Adult, <laughs> I am an adult. Anyway, I don't know. It's a very emotional topic. I, I guess maybe we shouldn't get into it, but I will say, yeah. do your homework, folks, before you form an opinion on it, because what I noticed is just people are so quick to make a knee-jerk reaction and say, oh, this is terrible, but they're not thinking about, you know, what they improved. Like, uh, the uh, another big problem Obamacare is that you could be denied insurance if you had pre-existing conditions, but I'm sorry, but that's probably... The majority of people that want health insurance is people that actually need it. Like, yeah, that's one thing that needs to stay. If they have a pre-existing condition, they should still be able to get the insurance. That's fucking. Yeah, that's that's yeah. garbage. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. But at a higher rate. Like, yeah, they, you pay more. Things that they needed to do as far as Obamacare, like they needed to have a public option, or they needed to have single payer. For one, you know, it's like Yogi said. Um, it does hurt. Small businesses. Obamacare did affect small businesses, but for those who needed, who needed healthcare, it really did do something. Like you get actually twenty million people in healthcare, but there were problems. There was a lot of problems with Obamacare. <laughs> that twenty million number is. But still, it, it still got people healthcare that didn't have it. Did it have problems? Yes. But what the Republicans are doing, like, if you want to go into, like, healthcare, I can have, I used to have this conversation with Yogi, even my brother that has his own business, I have this discussion with him, like, there's a lot of problems with it, what they're going to now is a lot worse than what they, what they have in place, they need to improve it, not destroy it, that's just my, that's my short opinion on that one. See, my thing is this, a lot of hospitals already offer charity care. It would have been, to me, it would have been a lot more easier to invest in incentives for hospitals to be able to develop, you know, charity care, give tax breaks to, um, uh, what do you call the freaking clinics, uh, not the private clinics, what do you, oh my god, I can't think of the word now, uh, urgent care, the urgent care clinics, you know, we go in and you go uninsured and they have to give you attention on the spot and they can work with you, you know, sometimes they'll... That's, that's any hospital. The times I didn't have insurance and I would get hurt and have to go to the ER, guess what? I was on a payment plan. Yeah. 
But the urgent care clinics, you know, they usually work with you a lot more. Like, it'll be like maybe $10 a, a visit, $20 a visit, and like, they'll give you generic versions of the drugs so you can actually afford it, you know, and not have to pay a shit ton, you know. If you go to a typical hospital, a big, big hospital, uh, what they're gonna do is, is, is try to make you fill out a shit ton of paperwork, and that payment plan, yeah, you'll get a payment plan, but it's like thousands upon thousands of dollars, and that's not really affordable, and that's the whole thing. Affordable Healthcare Act, they didn't really deliver it. I'm sorry, Okay, what are we gonna say? And then we'll move on. <laughs> I was saying, like a lot of a lot of people can't afford though, especially like those people that didn't have health care, they couldn't go to a regular doctor because yeah. then they have they have to pay up front for the care that they needed. Emergency room, yeah, you can go into the emergency room, wait hours in order to be seen, and then once you get seen, you get a stick with a fat bill and then you can't end up paying it. You know, that that hurts the economy right there with the hospitals and stuff right there. I mean, what they was trying to do with healthcare, even though the, you know, even though it was more so a, cause it, like the person that came up with it was more like from the past, like what Reagan and what, um, Mitt Romney proposed. That's the, that's what the affordable air type was more a right wing plan anyway, which they, you know, they could have did a lot, like you said, like I was saying, like at least with a public option, they would have brought the premiums down. And if they would not, not necessarily give, incentives to hospitals they need to give incentives to small businesses they need to give the small businesses a tax break and stuff like that yeah like the small the small clinics too i think should get it as well like the yeah. community hospitals and small clinics definitely. Yeah, those, they were the ones that should get the incentives not the big corporations because that's what they were doing they were giving tax breaks and tax cuts to big corporations yeah. because yeah. you know that and that was the wrong direction to go because they have the money to pay for the to compensate and pay for all they're trying to do is maximize their bottom line. But people that are like trying to up and start like small businesses, like daycares and stuff like that, that have like a few employees and stuff like that. Those are the ones that needed those incentives. And that's where the wrong direction that they went, you know, you know, it's always sad whenever money is given, but it's never used properly. Kind of like when the, uh, the stimulus package is given out. Oh God! That's what happens when the was government is involved in anything. Yeah, true. Laissez faire is, uh, is is it's a thing, but it's not a real thing anymore. You want something mismanaged? You give it to the government and let them handle it. Yeah, true. They will mismanage every dollar that there is. Though I will say the stimulus that they did in uh, circa two thousand two, two thousand three did start to turn things around. But then, like, finally, the it was inevitable. Like, it bought everybody some time. But, like, remember 2009? The unemployment rate was close to 10% nationwide. That's crazy. That's oh, insane. Yeah. Like, 1 in 10, in, in 10 people were unemployed. Can you imagine that? And if it stayed that way? Jesus. Yeah. You know, what's, you know what's even crazier, though? During the Great Depression, employment was... I think unemployment was 25%. Oh, yeah. Imagine... Imagine... One out of every four people you knew didn't have a job. Yeah, that's yeah, but that's where the country was headed to in that time. To be honest, for us, um, what during the recession, that's where we was heading towards a depression. One hundred percent. It was dicey there. We're on an upward trend right now. Things are getting better, yeah. but we're not completely in the clear yet. And, and one of the big reasons for that is offshoring. The offshoring of jobs is is devaluing positions. It's devaluing the need to be an expert. I mean, we can go on forever. Mm-hmm. Like there needs to be reform of the education system so people are not going to debt. And because if if education wasn't such a huge cash business, 
then you know you wouldn't have doctors would have to pay, pay it as much just to make their pay back their loans and you know it would lower everything down and make it easier for businesses to hire people and more people not just one person that does three or four jobs you know and they would have to go overseas to hire someone on pennies on a dollar like it all comes around full circle and that's that's the thing you're not you're putting band-aids but the root issues are there it's plain as day you know Make it harder for people to send jobs overseas. We've had this conversation. I know we had. All right. We, we'll move on. Yeah. But <laughs> We're talking video games here. I know. Yeah. I know. You guys got to be passionate. We can sit down and have a real political talk some other time. Thank God. <laughs> You're invited, Obi. Yes. Fuck you. We got some uh, cough drops you. for you, too. We will have you prominently featured on the marquee. Hey, can you guys hear this? I found my empty, my, my lost box when I packed, and it has my Snickers in it. Nice. Nice. Is no. it cough drop flavor? I know. <laughs> I think you need it a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, let's, talk about, let's talk about indie games. So we're going we're gonna to get into it, but you know, I, just quick thing to put in the back pocket, guys. We can have a, a, in a future show, we can have a roundtable discussion. Let me know what you think about this. You can, we talk about it off air, but we can all talk about what it's like working in our industries and what it is when working nine to five versus self-employed or consulting, subcontracting, whatever, and kind of like think about like the, 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 the trends, like the changes in like what, what industries right now are growth industries and what's kind of going out the door. I think I think our audience might appreciate that a lot of people are kind of in that pl- that headspace. Like, what, what I'm gonna do from here? Because some company, some industries are growing, and other ones are just like terrible right now. So I, yep. I, I find it interesting. Could learn good, how to uh, farm. Learn how to farm. Technology, yeah. Technology. Mobis are they heady there? Technology and esports. <laughs> it's always gonna go. See technology. Learn the jungle. It's right now. A, a day, a daycare or a funeral home. Everybody gets born and everybody dies. That is mm-hmm. true as well. But <laughs> esports is about like the digital version of MMA. You know, it's kind of underground and all of a sudden it's growing. Turner even wants it in, in, uh, actually Turner has a hand in esports now. So that's a sign. And you also, they're trying uh, to come up with an Olympic version of esports to where they have it every oh, four yeah. years in this countries. Everybody's going to jump on that. I know ESPN is trying to get a piece of the pie. They've been, they've been testing the waters. But I will say this, uh, before we move on to our unicorn poopies, uh, IT, I've been working IT for a long time and it's hit or miss. Uh, there's good parts and bad parts. Uh, it comes with its, its own kind of shit. I work in IT and it's in the process of all being outsourced. Yep. Yep. That's, that's, that's the thing. It's easier to outsource it. Because uh, then the accountability falls on the company, and you have less management overhead, and, and you don't have to worry about the, the benefits and all that stuff. I mean, my best-paying jobs have been when I worked for a consulting firm, because the work is steady, and you just pay a ridiculous amount, because they're billing the shit out of these companies. And they're still saving money in spite of that. Because, again, they don't have to pay benefits. Hey, guys. Hey. I'm going to have to cut it out. All right, Obi. I gotta gotta keep going. I gotta take medicine, and when I take the medicine that I have to take, it makes my throat numb, and I can't talk at all. So, I he's gotta eat the stream. TSE Obi Wan, (laughs) TSE Obi Wan Kenobi. Don't forget to root for us at Dallas next week. Um, that's Top Star Esports. We'll see you guys there. Hit me up on Twitter, Instagram. Peace. Kick ass, Obi. Take care. But he really means that he's gotta go eat that Snickers, and the best way to do it is whenever he can actually, you know, deal with it. Because it's probably going to mess his throat up. You make it sound so dirty. <laughs>
<laughs> so yeah, so last week, guys, uh, we were we were finally jumping into the indie portion of our unicorn poopies, uh, well, indie oh, yeah. games specifically. Unicorn poopies, mm-hmm. that's what he was doing. The, the what? <laughs> I said uh, Obi was escaping unicorn poopies. Now that I just thought about it. Oh, oh yeah, God, no, not unicorn poopies. <laughs> he did say that, and then he said, "Hey, let's go to move unicorn poopies." He was like, "You know what? Ninja vanish." Like, you ain't. He's like, I have no obligation that anymore. Works. I can leave when I go when I want. <laughs> So, uh, what we did, uh, we talked about the game that we really wish would be, would be revisited, whether it's remastered or given a sequel finally after a long time. Uh, we got into best RTS, strategy game, tactics game. Um, we talked about developers of different sizes and games through the different sizes. And that's where it gets interesting because we kind of touched upon it. You know, the indie game space is, has become really weird because there's a lot of games you look at and you're like, oh, this is an indie game. But then you look at the company behind it and it's like, they're well known. Are they still indie? And then you think about, you know, the big, the big developers and publishers, they're, they're obvious. They're easy to pick out. Um, but then let, what about the middle guys, like the mid-tier studios? And we were talking about people like high-res studios, Play Dead, Armature, Concept, uh, Giant Software, uh, War Gaming. Uh, did I say Riot? Riot Games, League of Legends? So, you know, a lot of interesting insights there. Um, we uh, gave a unicorn poopy to the best indie game developer, best indie game. And now we're up to the best indie adventure game. Now, uh, before we delve into that, did you guys have any other thing else to add about the uh, game studios and publishers that they may have missed uh, last episode? Any insights? Well, there's no. a theme cell going on with, uh, <laughs> with, the indie game, with one of the indie games that I, that I talked about um, faster than light. is actually $2.50. So Worth every penny. That's such a good game. Yes. For the next 36 hours, it is, it is on sale for those who are listening that catches this in time. Yeah, if you haven't I, played FTL yet, what is wrong with you? That's one of the best indie games ever made, in my opinion. I was basically being depressed because I wasn't sure that my game was going to show up. <laughs> Honestly, I haven't. The last time I was gaming was probably last Thursday. That should tell you how long it's been. And yeah, you, how, you've been offline for a long time. Yeah, that's how that's how bad it messed me up. Well, dude, make sure you pick up. Uh, we didn't get to go, get into our games uh, deals with cheap bastards. Uh, maybe we'll have some next week. But uh, so make sure you guys uh, take copious notes for that. You know, Steam sales, Humble Bundle, all that stuff. Good old games. Good old games. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, make sure you pick up uh, Borderlands Two. That's uh, backwards uh. compatible. Uh, and on games with gold, and they have uh, layers of fear. I think is still up, and Project Cars, mm-hmm. and uh, Evolve is coming up soon. So oh, yeah. we'll have lots oh, yeah. of options. But yeah, too bad. I know you're excited about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually was one of the stupid people that bought it when it came out. Well, close to like a little bit after it came out, that I bought it for like thirty bucks. And yeah, price. even though I had a lot of fun with the game, it's still. Hmm? Oh, we lost you. No, I thought it was just the monster my earphones. Well, was that too good? We lost you for like a minute. Well, yeah. It's, it's still I said, um, I said uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so that's... You're not playing with your friends. So that's what that feels like. <laughs> are, you, are, are you wireless right now? Tuga's the new war child. I am not wireless. What is going on? You keep cutting out and it's like this little tinny thing. Like, so it, you know, so it's still... Bang! And then you're uh, gone. I, I do feel like war child right now. Tuke is the new war. No. <laughs> you guys are just taking no. turns. Now with Echo Enhancement. 
See, one child had the the smoke detector that never shut up, and then you have your son coming up like, "What's up?" <laughs> oh my, that's that's me all the time. Every time I'm playing games or anything, yo, you can testify to that. Like my child just comes up in the background for no reason while I'm playing a uh, ESO. Dude, oh my god, dude! And then the funniest thing is, like, I'm really, I'm a really patient person. You know, I have my own family, so like, you know, it's all about context. Like, you know, we're playing a game, no big deal. If we're recording a podcast, you know, try to mute yourself when you can, but I'm not gonna freaking flip over <laughs> it. But my brother, my brother, one of those people had no patience for anything. He gets pissed off so easily. I remember anytime someone had like background conversations or kids crying, he'd be like, uh, "Can you, can you mute the mic, please? Thanks." Remember, he'd be like, "Tuka, Tuka, Tuka, mic, please. Thank you." Like, oh my god, I love my brother, but he's such a dick. He's like, Tuka, your child is drunk. DJ, you're drunk. You're drunk. DJ, you're drunk. Like, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what he used to say all the time. Yeah, he's like, you're, you're drunk. But then, that's, that's how he copes with it. That's actually him being very frustrating and about to punch somebody. Oh, speaking, speaking. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was no, going to no, say, no, no. um,. Because when you started talking about your brother, it started reminding me of uh, ESO, which means uh, Morrowind should be coming soon. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be a huge expansion. They're, they're selling that as a off-the-shelf thing uh, with a limited edition, no less, you can get. So, yeah. ah, man, I really don't want to get back into that. That game is happy for me, to say the least. I'm going to have to, eventually. <laughs> In your failure to play, victory has defeated you. Alright, so guys, 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 let's hit focus. Fo- serious face yes. on, thinking helmets on, thinking caps, whatever you wear. Um, best indie adventure game. So, cause you know, we said, we said best indie game, but we want to give a little more love to the indie. So, adventure game. Not action game, adventure game. I think there's a slight difference there. I think it's a, it's a, a category not given uh, as much love. And when you do hear a t- talk about it, it's always Zelda. Or now everybody's talking about Horizon Zero Dawn, which apparently is disappointing and kind of formulaic, even though it looks gorgeous. But we won't get into that. But how about some of the indie adventure games? Uh, some of the ones we have here are Dust and Elysian Tale, Hammer Watch, uh, Valdis Story, Abyssal City, which is one of the most amazing games I've ever played. Um, if you want to like play Zelda meets uh, Metroidvania formula, dude, that's the game to play. Valdis Story, Abyssal City. That's getting my voice right off. The, that's getting my vote right off the bat. That, that's my. That's getting my unicorn poopy. You, have, you guys mm. have any ones uh, you have in mind? Adventure, indie adventure games you played 2016. Oh, you know what? Inside mm-hmm. would count. Though is that really indie? Who knows? It's borderline. Beard, are you thinking of one? I heard you um, mumble I'm, there. I didn't really. I didn't really touch most of these games. Well, did you, did you play any uh, indie adventure games? I wouldn't. I'm checking now to see what. Make sure the games that I did play aren't like. Absurdly out of date. Wow. Because it would be. Well, if, if I'm trying to keep it, it within, like. <laughs> no. Terraria. <laughs> ah, this game. I think this game might be older than Terraria. Oh, oh didn't want that to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's way older than Terraria. Yeah. Did you play it last well, year? Yeah, I, played, yeah, I was playing. played it last year. Yeah. Elliot's Quest was good. Okay. Is that your pick? Yeah, but that game came out in, like, fucking 2012. Let's see that more reason to to get the love. I mean, Valdez story is at least four years old, and people still haven't heard about it. But like, the, any time I run into someone that did play it, they're like, "That game is amazing." I need to stream that, game, to stream that game and finish it, so you guys can see it. The, the boss battles and the level design and the the level up system and the powers you get and just the combo system, like everything about that game, like all the little details, so good. 
My pick would be 3D Doom, or uh, 8-Bit Doom. <laughs> no, it was like it was, going. it was indie. It was like a little side-scrolling Doom. It was free. It was awesome. All right, I'm with you. I love Doom, so no argument from me. How about you, Tuco? How about you, Tuco? Um, the, the echo over there. My bad. You chocolate chip, um, lucky motherfucker. I don't look like a chocolate chip. Nobody I, get I the call back. No, nobody gonna respond to that. Uh, probably Terraria, because I really haven't played any action. I mean, well, adventure. Maybe Terraria or Battleblock Theater. One of those two. I don't really think Battleblock Theater counts as a adventure. So, or Castle mm-hmm. Crashers, Castle Crashers, or um, Terraria. One of those two. Because I haven't really played any um, adventure indie games lately. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, because that's the thing. Usually, you see action and adventure bundled together, but I feel like adventure deserves its own love. I think Terraria will feel more like. No, Castle Crashers will count. It's, a, it's got a kind of an epic vibe going to it. It's a little bit of exploration in there. Yeah, it's more on the action side, but I think it count. So which one is it, Terraria or Castle Crashers? Probably a ter- I'll give it to Terraria. I, I haven't been able to play it with anybody yet, so I don't get. I haven't had the full experience of it. What do you have it on? Uh, Steam. We'll have to play sometime. It's pretty fun. Cool. Castle Crashers is a really good game. Yeah, and they got the remastered version too, so more reason hey, to come back. Yeah, I, I just that. noticed that. I was playing Castle Crashers. I hadn't played for like a year. I fired it up a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, this looks better. Mm-hmm. They went in and gave it a nice little facelift. Yeah, because whoever owned it, uh, pretty much on, on all platforms, I think, got the remastered version if you updated or downloaded it in time. Yeah. They did on Xbox One too, like it was a cool deal. Like if you had the 360 Castle Crasher, you got the remaster for free on Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, I didn't even re- I didn't even realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a nice. It's like a, it's a nice subtle little facelift. Yeah, it, 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 and just as awesome. It definitely you know, brings um, life into it. I have a question before we go into the next one. Can on Borderlands Two, even though I have it on. Xbox One, and you have it on. You downloaded the backwards compatible 360 one. I think we can play together, can't we? Oh, if you have the handsome collection version versus the me playing on the 360 one. Yeah, that's a good question. I think so because it's the same game. The handsome collection didn't I add think, anything. Yeah, I, I think, think it's we still... can because I think that was one of the features that um, Borderlands Two was saying that you can play with your friends on 360, even though you have the one on Xbox yeah, One. Because the the handsome collection version of Borderlands 2 isn't really an HD remaster, is it? It looks to me like the same, really. But it is. It, it's better. It runs. Than... It runs better. I know when I bought it for PS4. Yeah, like it had better frame it rate. Runs yeah, it runs as opposed to it running on medium on the PS3. It runs on the equivalent of like high on. PC yeah, so on the PS4. I, it should work. Like it makes logic sense that it'll work. It's the same. I imagine the same netcode in there. So we gotta try it sometime. Cause uh, we've had a few people playing uh, not down the Borderlands kick. They're playing it every night. I've taken. I participated in like two of those nights, but it's been a crazy week. But yeah, we gotta get up with them. And uh, I wish you could play with more than four people though. That'd be so crazy. Just go in there deep. Like uh, it's ten of us. What's up? <laughs> they should made it because there's six there. characters. That's true. What were you, what are you yeah. saying? I was saying that um that I've actually played the verses on Borderlands one, and that was hilariously fun. Oh, the duels you do in there. Yeah, <laughs> they it's got the so worst silly, when though. you have a when you have a um siren coming at you, 
and you can't see them when they're using their powers. Mm-hmm. But it was funny because you actually can see their footprints in the water, like in certain levels. So my friend was chasing me, and I would run and jump on a box, and then I would shoot him while he was running after me in the water. That was hilarious. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> the best way to do those duels is no no super, like no no uh, special powers, just fight straight gunfight and then see who wins. Then it gets a little more interesting. Because, like, in the first game, Hunter and Siren kind of cancel each other out. They do the powers at the same time. It's like, that's what I was saying. <laughs> I was always a fan of the uh, Commando. Yeah, with his little tour. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. And then after the second one, I was a uh, fan of uh, Zero the Ninja. Had a yeah, good yeah. build at the beginning, but then I don't, I don't know what happened. I think I, I respect everything, and it just didn't feel right. I missed that game. I don't know. I, I do know I need to fire up the 360 just to get those saves on there on the cloud and then yeah. import it. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot to do that. <laughs> I gotta, I did that sometime. But, guys, uh, next category for Unicorn Poopies, best retro-style stat slash nostalgic game. So these are games that kind of like uh, they're uh, a homage to, to another game. <laughs> it's kind of like a tribute game or it's got like the retro style, you know, pixel art or whatever, 16-bit sprite, something like that. It makes you... It makes it feel like the game could have come out in a different era. So we're looking at games like Risk of Rain, Wanderlust, Rebirth, Monaco, Hammer, Hammer Watch, and 20XX. Oh yeah, I can't forget that one. I'm sure, there's other ones. Um, trying to think. Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, as far as as far as this goes, it's 20XX. <laughs> I'll put Minecraft in there, but it's almost. I feel like any type of Minecraft in in the category, everybody's gonna pick Minecraft. It's like, oh, Minecraft, let's go. Yeah, Minecraft sucks. Twenty XX. <laughs> All right, so we gotta vote for twenty XX. That is the best Mega Man game that's come out since the Super Nintendo. Yeah, and it's probably. I can't wait till they actually ever. finish it. Like, it's, it's probably the best one we're ever gonna get now in the mod- in modern times because they tried with. Uh, I'm Mighty sure Number there's Nine. another. <sighs> If, if Capcom were smart, they would do what they did with Mega Man X, what they did with Mega Man 9 and 10. They would take it, strip it back down to its original offering, and crap it back out. <laughs> because we all want... How much... What would you give for another Mega Man game like the original Mega Man X? Oh, oh God, Mega Man X is nice. Because the Mega that Man X... Is- they're like super hard, and they got like the anime style and all the different playable characters. It's so good. What were you gonna say too? Yeah, I mean they made. Yeah, uh, Mega Man X was probably my favorite, one of my favorite games of all time. That was a game that I could play over and over again. Just, just, just getting the dash boots. Oh yeah. But the pit- but none of you guys talked about Battle Network. No one likes the Battle Network series. No, oh, I actually like that. I series. forgot about that one too. When you uh played with some, when you played against somebody, like you actually get your your stuff together and you play against somebody else, that was actually fun to me. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't my jam. I wasn't a wasn't a big fan of that. Yeah, it's a big step away from the traditional Mega Man. I get it. it's less platforming, more you know, less action platform, more adventure game with a little bit of tactics thrown in there. But I like it. Yeah, I was. I, I can see the draw. It just wasn't uh, wasn't my bag. But twenty XX, I, I agree. That's like a pure Mega Man thing. That's a, that's this true Mega Man experience. But yeah, I, I don't get it. Like Mega Man X is so it's such an easy thing. I mean, you, you get a freaking freaking energy sword and you can smash things up when you don't feel like shooting. I mean, Jesus Christ! Like 
Yeah, so perfect. On everything Capcom, all the all the franchises Capcom's just sitting on, they could easily just you take here's what I don't understand what a company like Capcom isn't doing. You have these guys who are making twenty XX. They're doing a fantastic job with it. Yep. Why don't you hire them? Yep. Give them that IP and then they'll just make you money. Other companies have done that. That's what Valve did with uh, Dota 2. They hired people from the Warcraft 3 and StarCraft uh, mod community. That's what Valve did with the uh, with fucking Portal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Portal was a college project yep. by those kids, and they hired them all on and gave them a job. Oh. Bethesda has done the same thing too with that mod community for just Skyrim alone. They've, it's led to people getting jobs as level designers and game testers and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's, it's it's a no-brainer. It's not hard. But that's the thing, like, a lot of these big companies don't use logic apparently. Like, I mean, alright, who do you guys think is worse? Konami or Capcom for all the, all the franchises that are just sitting on and letting go to waste? Konami. Oh, it's, it's, um, do I have to break the tie? I don't know. We'll come back to you. What's Beard's choice? What's the choice, Beard? It's Capcom. Okay. Alright, so it is a tie. uh, uh, Because all they're doing, all Capcom's doing is making Street Fighter worse every time and making us all wish they would give us the other games. Okay, and, and I'm with you on that. But Capcom is doing more with their properties than Konami is. I mean, Konami is actually sitting on a treasure trove of amazing games. And it's so mm-hmm. tragic that we'll never see another Castlevania game. That's the last well, thing Konami I had the balls. Konami had the balls to say, well, we're done, and moved on to something else. Capcom's mm. still sitting there like, oh, we're making games. We yeah, make but- games. Contra. Remember we have Mega Man? Clean Contra. cut. Make it a clean cut. Yeah, Contra, exactly. Clean cut. Like, give those properties, sell them to someone that will gladly do something with it. Can you imagine, like, if the fan community got a hold of it? Or even, fuck it, Microsoft, Sony, someone. I mean, Nintendo definitely needs more properties to develop for Pete's sake. Somebody. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, I... I it's close, but Konami just makes me so sad. Though you're right. They at least did say, no, we're done. And, and people are, are still hoping because, you know, they're going to keep hope, hope alive. But it's not like no, they were leading but, them on. No, but they're, they killed, they completely killed Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. The, the Metal Gear franchise, they killed. They could have kept that going for one. They destroyed it. And then, no, they're trying to keep it going with that zombie shit. I don't know what the fuck that is. Um, yeah, Kojima killed Metal Gear Solid because he was done with it. Mm. Konami wanted to keep milking it. Oh man! They also wanted to keep milking Kojima, but he didn't want to have any more of that. Oh mm-hmm. man! It just, it just reminded me, Silent Hill. Like that's a yes. franchise oh, that. Oh, <laughs> see, the more I think about it, the more it pisses me off. Oh yeah, it, yeah but they but also Capcom, gave. Like you said, Capcom is bad as well. Like make what. That Mighty Number no. Nine shit, like Mega Man Day, like Mega Man Legends. Come on, that one that was on PlayStation was a good Mega Man. To me, it was a good Mega Man. And to be clear, Mighty Man Number no. Nine wasn't Capcom. That happened. Be- that that happened because Capcom oh, wouldn't get involved. That, yeah, that that was a dude that um make uh Mega Man one of the Mega Mans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's, the, he's, he's the he's the daddy of Mega Man, but you know, without the creative control, it kind of derail. It's not a bad game, but it's not the Mega Man we were waiting for. Oh man, it's it just, is a bad game. <laughs> it never will be. 
So Tuka, you're 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 uh, you're saying Konami's wor- the worst, then, right? No, Warchow said Konami is the worst. Beard said um that Capcom, because you got to think about like yeah, Final Fight you. as well. well yep. what, what's your choice, though, Tuka? One. What's your vote? Man, I'm I'm fifty fifty. They both okay. are garbage. So you're not gonna okay. <laughs> So you're going neutral. Effectively, it's two versus one. Konami wins. Konami is worse than Capcom, but not yeah, by Konami a wins. <laughs> Konami wins the race of the losers. <laughs> Ouch! So true, though. Sprint to the bottom. That's great. Uh, Started from the bottom. You still there? But more, see, more reasons to play twenty XX. So back to retro style games. Uh, you guys have any picks? Tuka, Warchild. Uh, I haven't really played any retro games in a minute. Nothing even pixel art or using like 16-bit sprites or anything like that? No, I mean, unless you want to count Doom, <laughs> Doom side-scroller. I mean, Terraria. Well, that's retro style, yeah. Thing, but I can think of. Terraria, alright, so Terraria and 8-bit Doom again. <laughs> <laughs> Always, you guys love it. Those are indie games, I guess. Mm-mm. It was um, Hmm. I'm gonna give it to Hammer Watch. I mean, I was gonna I was gonna bring up Valdez story again, but I want to keep giving the same winners. But Hammer Watch, if you like classic Gauntlet, uh, you definitely gotta check out Hammer Watch. It's got the overhead view going on. It's like 16-bit graphics, but more teetering towards 8-bit. It's it's got a really cool look. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I haven't seen another pixel art game. I'm gonna go crazy, but like. The boss battle hipster bullshit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and I get that when it's lazy, but when the gameplay is fun, I mean, it's got four player co op. It's a dungeon crawler. There's tons of loot, different classes you can play as. The dungeons are very satisfied to explore. There's all kind of booby traps. And you gotta kind of keep your wits about you. And there's epic boss battles. They hit all the right high notes. I mean, all the right notes. Boom. What, what else do you want? Tons of replay value. And it's got online play, which, you know, sounds like a silly thing, but you'd be surprised how many great games don't have online play. Enter the gungeon. Yep. God, I know. I guess they had to sacrifice that to put in that really cool kick-ass music. This music? Not even close. Yes, that music, exactly. (laughs) All right, next one. Uh, most overlooked indie game. This is the game, and uh, we got this category. One more, and then we're gonna wrap it up, guys. But this is the game. We gotta really talk about this. This is. I want you guys to pick an indie game that every time you mention it and friends say, "I never heard of it," you cry and maybe die a little bit on the inside. That's what we're looking for here. Some of the choices we have are Faria, uh, Heavy Bullets, La Mulana, War for the Overworld, Duelist. Wanderlust, Rebirth, Risk of Rain, Dungeonland, Vada Story, Abyssal City, and Hammerwatch. I already have yeah. pick. <laughs> yeah, you're going to give it to Valdis. I mean, that's the only one of those indie games that I've never heard of. The I rest of them I've heard of and seen little bits of. Valdis Story is the only one that was completely unknown to me, so it kind of would have to get it. Side scrolling 3D Doom. <laughs> 8-bit Doom wins again for War Child. Yeah, about this trip around. About this story gets it for me because that game, like you know, when you do boss battles, sometimes a lot of boss battles, a lot of times boss battles are very predictable. Like they go through the same loop of like three or four different behaviors, and you can figure it out quickly. But here with the boss battle, the mechanics are really complex. 
and there's a lot of subtleties, and if you don't pick up on it, it can be very frustrating. But when you finally figure out the nuances of the game, you feel so accomplished that it's, it's it was well worth it, and you feel rewarded as you progress through the game. And it's got that right balance of frust- frustratingly hard and super rewarding. And I think that's the balance that games don't get right. And it goes against the grain. It doesn't fucking hold your hand with a stupid tutorial, forced tutorial and, you know, making it so easy for you to beat the game. Like, it really encourages you to figure out things on your own, and I love it. Every every step of the way, fantastic. And it's, just, it's a beautiful game. It looks really good. Natuka, I think you're the last one. What is your choice? Um, I have not heard of none of those games besides Risk of Rain, so uh-huh. I'll give it to that. <laughs> So, I mean, Risk of Rain, to me, was a good game. I asked, uh, my friend introduced what? me to it. You can say FTL. Which one would you just say? Oh, yeah. Which one do you like yeah. better, FTL or Risk of Rain? I mean, but more people played uh, FTL than Risk of Rain, so f- from what I hear. That's true. I think FTL was more commonplace. Risk of Rain is still kind of, like, underground. Yeah, because I think we're underground. I actually saw a few people watching uh, someone played Risk of Rain, and I started watching uh, someone on uh, Twitch and started talking to him. And I actually got to play Risk of Rain multiplayer, and that game multiplayer makes it so much easier because playing by yourself, you Super get swarmed. Hard. Yeah, it's tuned for multiplayer. Oh my god, you get swarmed. I played two players, and we actually beat it playing two players, but because you actually can revive each other and all that good stuff like that. Or if one person survives through the level, then the next level, both of y'all get to come back. So. Yeah, they made it easier. That game used to be really hard. Like, the timer used to move so fast that the challenge, like, the longer you play the game, the the higher the difficulty gets. It used to get oh, yeah, to, yeah, like, like, nightmare. Was, it, but, you know, it used to go up was, faster, though. Like, it, it would go up to... It is fast. <laughs> that thing is fast as that. Uh, no, it well, used when to be I really it, bad. It like when it first came out, dude, oh, dude, <laughs> you didn't want to dilly-dally. Like, it was meant... Like, they tuned it for, like, speed running. It's got a much... It's still ha- super hard, but, like, they made it a lot more reasonable than what it used to be. Ah, uh, this is a good game. I love Risk of Rain. We gotta we gotta uh, play that sometime, especially if we have a good host, because for some reason, when I host now, ever since the last update, it's janky as hell, or it won't work at all, and I haven't bothered to really figure it out. It's like, oh, I don't want to do extra work for just to play games. Like, I'm an IT guy, but it's like, I don't want to figure out the freaking forwarding and web supports and that work. <laughs> Set up a virtual uh, VLAN or something, VPN or something just to play the game. That's a lot of work. But, alright guys, this is what we promised. We're finally getting to it. Hands down, overall game of the year. The GLTY, we're doing it. You guys, uh, think about your choices. Some of our nominees Doom. include Rainbow Six Siege. Okay, right off the gate, Doom gets it from Warchild. <laughs> we got a Division, Overwatch, XCOM 2, Final Fantasy 15, The Last Guardian, Pokemon, uh, Pokemon uh, Sun Moon, Salt and Sanctuary, Titanfall 2, Enter the Gungeon, and Stardew Valley. Do we miss any? Doom. <laughs> Beard, what's your choice? I have a feeling you, you've made up your mind here too. Beard's choice is Doom. I haven't made up my mind though, that's the thing. There are. Oh, okay. There's about three games vying for it. Just doom it. Because Stardew Valley is really good. Just oh, enter good. the gungeon. Enter the gungeon, I can't stop playing. I love gungeon, but just doom it. Just Final doom Fantasy it. 15 lived up to the 10 year wait. But there's no doom in it. <laughs> You're right, they didn't have the doom magic in there. Mm. Salt and Sanctuary was a surprising, very surprising hit coming out of, uh, Two-man dev team. It's a good-looking game, too. It 
it's an interesting art style. It's a brutal difficulty. Oh yeah, I like watching people play that game. It just it. Hmm. Let, we'll come back to you, Bear. While you uh, sort through the, the choices, Tuka, you, do you have your pick? No. You're not Tuka. I'm black. I'm Close enough. <laughs> really, <laughs> really. You are you are tall with dreads. I am tall with a fade. Goatee and glasses. <laughs> My friend says he's short. He's short, dark skin with a gap. <laughs> I took it. Come on, come on. Yeah, make, make your pick. We promise the people. What is your choice? Oh, oh. it doesn't have to be one in this cool. list. Just think about the game you played the most, or that had the biggest impact that you really feel deserves Game of the Year. 2016. My name is Tuka, and I have to. We made it easy. It doesn't have to be. It not have to be a game that released 2016. I mean, for me, the vision came out weak, but then as I played it more, and they came out with survival mm-hmm. and some of the other expansions, really was like I I started playing that heavily. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 15 lived up to the like Beard said that ten year wait. I watched the movie first. Did you play before it? it came out and then I started playing Did that game. Yes. You saw me play it on I was on the heavy for a long time. When I didn't I have did internet for <laughs> when I didn't have internet for a month, that's what I was playing and I was zooming all across their map. How much Justice <laughs> Mon- how much Justice Monsters did you play? Man. Justice <laughs> Monsters. What the The little pinball game. Oh, I did play some of that. Now that you say the pinball game, <laughs> yes, I was playing that too. Damn, son. You're calling, you say it's game of the year, you don't even know what the little mini game is called. Damn. That's fucked up. Oh, man. Like, I, like, Final Fantasy 15 probably for me. I, I love that game to death. Right. It, it is a fun game. Um, the Doom had a Doom. No, no Doom. I didn't Doom play Doom. It had a Doom. I, I didn't play Doom. Doom, uh, definitely <laughs> gets a lot of love from me. And Division, it, it, that game keeps getting better and better. This released The Last Stand. That thing is great. Um, oh, I did not play it. Yeah, I played it. Uh, I, I played it uh, last Friday when we were uh, doing the podcast that didn't get recorded properly. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry. I thought like, nothing on it recorded. Nothing from uh, OBS, uh, nothing from Twitch. I'm like, Rah! That's why you pre-show and test and make sure it's recording. You know, you'll get, you'll get there. Warbot Radio will, uh, will be uh, delayed another week or two, so stay tuned. But uh, the division is dope. Um, but you guys know I'm a long-time Doom fan, and Rainbow Six Siege dumped so much time into that last year. Still playing it, still going strong, still super fun, super replay value. And that game, I guess, all odds has been actually becoming more popular, not less popular, and they keep making it better somehow. Uh, it, it's crazy. It's a, It still has its issues, but it's just a, such a unique experience. Doom would get it for me, but the one reason it won't get Game of the Year for me is because I can only play the Doom campaign in small sessions, and this is how I know I'm getting old. I can play Doom for maybe two or three hours tops at a time, and that's pushing it. Usually I could do it for about an hour, and I already have, you know, I have kids. I have a very demanding work schedule and clients that are major pitas, you know, pain in the ass. And Doom just gets your stress level so high up there. <laughs> like, it's just intense. That game does not let up on you. And I refuse to play it on the easy difficulty. So I'm slowly but surely making my way through the campaign. 
And I'm also one of the people that love the multiplayer, but the fact that I can't dig into it the, the way I would like to because it's just so hardcore, um, that puts it down for me. Like, I can't just in, enjoy it in, in, in small doses as much as I'd like. Um, and I want to beat the campaign. So the fact that I didn't feel that compelled to beat the campaign because of that barrier, Rainbow Six Siege uh, edges it out for Game of the Year. That's my Unicorn Poopy for, for the good game. Now, Beard, you heard all, all our deliberation. You have a better idea of what you're thinking about? Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna give it to Final Fantasy 15 on the promise of also what's to come. All right. Because have you seen the uh, the going forward the DLC stuff that they're going to be adding? Uh-huh. They're going to be adding. They're adding. Yeah, there's a multiplayer game coming in, but they're adding in an entire story arc for what goes on during the ten years of being trapped in the crystal and the demons that Noctis has to fight in there. And they said Spoiler that that story alert. arc is going to have. Oh yeah. no! Yeah. Some of us uh, were curious like... about the game, but didn't pick it up yet. Yeah, but well, you I, I have no context for what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm going well, to. When I, I get, get there, I'll be it. like, "Oh, thanks, Beard." No, by the time I get to Demon Crystals and Noctis. Yeah, I know. By the time I get to it, I'm not going to remember shit. So I'm definitely going to pick up the game eventually. It's just. That kind of undertaking. As it is, I wanna, I really wanna get further in Dragon Age Inquisition. That's a pretty huge game in itself, and it's like, I'm even working a little bit on Lost Odyssey, and I'm really intrigued to further in that, and it's like, I never got to beat it the that first time game, around, so. That game is amazing. I know. And it holds up pretty well. Um. That game is, storytelling wise, that game is one of the best RPGs that's come out in the last post gold post the golden age. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I already I already could tell from what I played, and like right off the bat, you're already getting choked up and getting attached to the characters and so intrigued. Like, how many of the uh, the nightmares have you experienced? About three or four of them so far, I think. Some of those are just crushing. Yeah, like the one with the little girl and like your final words. Oh, oh yeah. Goosebumps oh. right now, like, ugh. yeah, that 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 game, yeah. like right now, I'm like, you know, I'm not in the headspace to be going through those kind of feels right now because stress <laughs> is enough as it is. So I'm like, I'm gonna come back to it, but it, that game is definitely an epic. It's a very emotionally draining game. Yeah, it, uh, but that's a masterpiece, that, and that's a game I think that sadly didn't get nearly enough love. Uh, so I, I want to give it some some attention, maybe even uh, because it was an RPG on the 360. <laughs> Who plays RPGs <laughs> on the <Netflix? laughs> On that oh, note, guys, that's oh, all we have. Go. That's all we have time for for tonight. But don't forget, Horseplay Live is everywhere you can listen to or download awesome podcasts, including AllGames.com, Google Play Music, Player FM, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio, and of course, uh, the uh, podcast app. Uh, now previously called Cast on uh, Xbox. Uh, so I'll give us a, you know, take a few minutes out to thumbs up, favorite, subscribe, and share. Tell a friend about us. Uh, leave us some reviews and comments. I, I know every podcaster is like, hey, leave us a review. And it seems like we're just kind of just all saying the same thing and kind of pushing the, the issue. But it really matters because really the only way you move up in the directories and the search results and on these different podcast platforms, especially iTunes, is if you had those reviews. So... You know, even if you just say, good job, you know, something's better than nothing, you know, and consider giving us five stars. If you think we deserve three stars, I get it. But, you know, five stars would be I- ideal. Um, Give us four. That way we know we have something to reach for. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Four, is, four is, a, is a good compromise. You mentioned, I promise I'll be mad again. 
<laughs> watch out, watch no, out will be happy go lucky for, for the, the, going forward. There you go. Uh, low bush action. And don't forget, we get the, no, the other podcasts that we talked about, uh, Gaming Death, Warbound Radio, The Beat Team, 365 Flicks, Ghostman and Demon Hunter, Hunting Outcast, Worst Radio Show, and tons more. Make sure you show them some love. Uh, Tiny Wami Tea Time, and, uh, Star Wars Rebels Cast, and some other ones are kind of more seasonal, and some of them are hiatus, but you know, check them out too. A lot of, a lot of variety. We're on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash geeky antics, if you want to see our schedule, which I need to update this, uh, information, I think, geeky antics.net forward slash schedule. And that's all the plugs for now. We just want to thank, uh, Technowax, uh, that's Techno with a K, uh, for providing a lot of our royalty free music for the intro, outro, and background music, uh, most of the time. Uh, still we use other music as well. But guys, uh, this is the part now where we, uh, everybody plugs their stuff. So starting with Beard and Hat, where can we find you and what are you usually doing when you're not, uh, podcasting with us? And do you have any, maybe a big project or promotion you're doing? Go. You can find me on Twitter, Beard and Hat. I've been sick for the last week, so I've been much streaming. But you can find me, Beard underscore and underscore Hat here on Twitch. Usually every Monday night I'm live. Come hang out. That's about all I got right now. Word. Tuka, how about you? Well, you can find me on Facebook or on Twitter, Tuka44. Also, this week I'll be playing some um, Ghost Recon Wildlands. I'm glad that uh, <laughs> that uh, Wildchild got his dilemma straightened out. I'm so, so jelly. Possibly, possibly <laughs> going to be playing with him. And I'm thinking about for next week on the podcast, I'm going to be talking about The Witcher 3 because I'm because th- it's on sale for 25, Ooh. the complete edition. So I might be picking that up and actually give a little input on how I feel about that game. That's another that's epic another. I want to get into, but that game, that's it's like huge. Fallout 3 level of replay value and depth. Like you're going to put a lot of hours into if you let it take you there. Or yeah, Skyrim no. if you want to compare it to that. That's gonna, good luck with that. That's an undertaking. <laughs> I know. War Child, which, what are your plugs? You can find me angry in the bushes waiting on my game. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> or at warchildgames.com. Word. I'm wondering if Slash I should start bush. calling you War Child Games for the consistency, but then that'd be weird. Oh yeah, we got War Child Games here. Nah, that doesn't flow. War Child. Yeah, like yeah, just, just stick with, just stick with good old War Child. It works. Yeah, yeah. It's child yeah. born out of war. War never changes. War never changes. War is never silent. The rush is loud. So ride the lightning. And of course, we uh, we got Warbound Radio and the Gamer Dad Chronicle with the War Child in there. Uh, I'm trying. We gotta help him out with that. We gotta help him get that right and uh, get the process. You know, right. it's tricky. It, it started. It, it kind of started because it's like kind of a side thing, and then all of a sudden you're like, we're gonna pull it in. So I'm like, okay, cool. That that'll work. I'll try. Gotta try hard now. Into the network. Yeah, yeah you're part put of the family tri- now, man. I know, but I gotta tr- put my try hard boots on now. I mean, I'm. <laughs> like, oh God, I gotta sound like I know what I'm talking about now. Just, I, gotta, oh. I, I will contribute. I will help you out. And guys, if you are, if you happen to be listening to us live on allgames.com, Dead Pixel Live Power Ranking Show is up next, followed by Knuckleballer Radio as new time. Well, not so new now, but, uh, they're now on Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern, and, uh, B Team is now on Tuesday. They swapped spots. Uh, so be sure to hang out in the chat room, uh, on there. You can look on live or chat, and, uh, yeah, talk to other people. Uh, all Games Chat is always busy, and, uh, we appreciate our, 
our uh, family over there as well. Not just about Geeky Gans, about the extended family as well. You know, the crazy cousins that double did the chips, but you still love them anyway, even though they have dirty fingernails, and you're like, ugh. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> no combo, combo. Yeah. <laughs> combo, combo. All right, guys. Before we go up on a tangent, that's it for this week. Hope you enjoyed the show. And next week, we got some more fun stuff lined up for you, so stay tuned. You guys say bye. Bye, bye. Bye. Beard's like, man, the Mexican meaning. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> bye for beard. As, as in the uh, mortal words of Rob from Star Fox. Good luck. Do bear roll. <laughs> <laughs>